On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad weekend for us. Mm. Uh, North Carolina sports are dead as we know it, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> what, what hurt the most? Power rank, real quick, off the dome. The two basketball losses are losing to NC State in football. Uh, definitely NC State in football. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not because I'm not worried about basketball, but at the same time, we have some time. Football is at the end of the year. You yeah. play NC State at the end of the year, and they planted their flag in the middle of our field. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, that uh, hurt. Yeah, speaking of planting flags in the middle field, same thing happened with my alma mater my and God. our rival. Um, Rivalry I'm, weekend was I'm not disgusted. good to us. It was not good to us. Yeah. It was, it was not, we, Congratulations I, to the haters. Big I, win for them. I feel like Jack from Lost. We have to go back to the <laughs> island. That's why. <what> <laughs> I'm just, I'm ready to go back to Maui already. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so today we have a special show, hour one of the show. I will explain why firing Ryan Day, a coach who has lost two conference games in four years, is actually the rational decision, Tate. And mm. wanting to keep him around is irrational. Uh, hour two, I will I will pivot to all the candidates that I like to replace him. And then hour three, we put a positive spin <laughs> on everything. And we uh, remind Talk about everybody. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> We remind everybody, the Buckeyes still have a path to the national title. We're not dead yet. <laughs> no, uh, we're talking college hoops, obviously. Yeah. This week is over, and there is a shakeup at the top of New number the one. AP poll, to say the least. Uh, Houston is number one for the first time since 1983. Mm. Five slam a jam era. Uh, fun times in Houston. Good, good sign for NC State. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but far from the only fun story uh coming out of feast week you have the purdue boilermakers team. oh yeah they're back oh my god in a big way mm -hmm. uh dare i say it this team is better than last year's team that's what some people uh, are they're, saying they're, you're hearing whispers <laughs> uh yukon is a fun story yeah yukon looks amazing uh blowing everybody out that they're playing uh is tennessee back is a question we're asking after mm. they lost or to is kansas dead is kansas are dead? all the blue bloods dead the, all the blue bloods might be dead <laughs> all i know is this it is officially graham couch slash bill titus season yes. where all these schools are racking up quote-unquote big wins but none of them are happening in true away mm -hmm. on, on in true uh, road games yes so it's hard to suss out who's actually good throw out the neutral sites but also we can't throw out the neutral sites because like those are all that's the only data we have yes. So also bring the neutral sites back <laughs> give us that data <laughs> then throw them back uh it, it is the best time of year to argue about college basketball <laughs> because we, we we've seen enough but we haven't seen everything yes and it's still very early mm. but we've seen enough to argue um, and and it's so fun. We are also going to do good guy, bad guy. We're back, Kyle guy this week. Uh, we 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 have some updates. Um, there are and and I, I and will Cal's say, guy. I have and an Cal's update guy. there. Yeah. Um, also want to say this: there are no fraud power rankings today. Uh, which I know a lot of people were excited for because Carolina Tar Heels should have been number one. Should have been number I, one. I sent into rankings. the committee. Yes. Um, maybe Ryan Day makes an appearance. Mm. I don't know. People they're asking. Mm. They want to hear the fraud power rankings. I think the fraud power rankings themselves are on Fraud Watch because we are not doing those today. I think I might have to do those Friday. It okay. might be a Fraud Friday situation. I like that. So, I like uh, that. But we are doing good guy, bad guy. We're going to talk about Purdue. We're going to talk about UConn. We're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. All that coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tade. Um, there is a lot to get to. Uh, that's, that's that's typically how it works when we're coming out of Feast Week. Out of these, all, all these preseason. I don't know why they're called preseason tournaments. I feel like we talk about this every year. Why they're called preseason? Yeah, tournaments it gets me confused because you and I, we talk preseason. Preseason's done. You know, yeah. we're we're in season right now. But maybe it's a good thing for my Carolina Tar Heels. This is just the preseason. <laughs> this this doesn't count. Uh, all of these uh, uh, tournaments that happen during the week of Thanksgiving. Um, are awesome because uh, they're it's the first opportunity for uh, a, a lot of us to see 
ranked teams playing each other and back to back to back days. And um, they're playing in fun locations like the Lahaina Civic Center and uh, a dark ballroom in, <laughs> in the Bahamas and various other places and, and an empty arena in Portland yeah. to, to honor the legacy of Phil Knight. My goodness. Um, but all of these events are going on. Uh, we get a ton of data points from from all of these ranked teams playing each other and losing and and <laughs> and you know uh, there's an event like the Maui Invitational. There can only be one winner. So Arizona, we love, but then like these <laughs> other teams. Oh my God, look at all the problems they have because they lost. Yeah. Um, and we come out of it saying <clears throat> every team that won their tournament is a top five team. Yes, they have to be. Yes. And if they're not, you're a fraud for mm -hmm. not putting them in the top five uh, because if they're if if they're not a top five team, then explain how they how, won. The how tournament. could they have won? How could they have possibly yes. won? Um, and then every so often, you get the wise sages of college basketball, such as my father, such as Graham Couch. Those are the two. I'm, I'm really starting to subscribe to this. I belief, agree. By the way, mm -hmm. that say everybody pump the brakes until these teams play true road games. We don't know who they are. We Agreed. don't really know who they are. It's easy for for teams to go into to empty arenas in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, and and win three games there. But can you beat Rutgers? At the Jersey Mike Center, because I, I, I need to see it. I need to see that. I need to see that on tape. Um. So anyway, what I'm saying, my my big uh, setup to all this is that there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of different directions we can go. There's a lot of jumping off points we can take this thing, Tate. I think the best way to do it, I think we start with good guy, bad guy, because that's a good way to just distill everything into a nice, familiar segment for for everybody. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you, good guy, bad guy. I think we have a Kyle guy update too, by the way. I believe and, so. And Cal's guy. Um. This is your segment. I, I, I have I have turned the segment all the way over to you, uh, so I'm going to let you take the floor. Who is your good guy of the week? Yeah, it's really hard, you know, in this time in college basketball because people forget North Carolina was number one uh, coming into the season. They had a lot of hype. A lot of people, like myself, thought that they were going to be destined to go to Houston and win the national championship. But I'm a journalist, first and foremost, Titus. And, you know, even though I went to North Carolina, even though I was born in North Carolina, born, bred, and dead, Sometimes you have to be honest. Sometimes you have to be objective. Sometimes you have to be a capital J. My good guy of the week is head coach Hubert Davis. Mm. And uh, mm. Dean Smith <laughs> said once upon a time, if you treat every situation as a life and death matter, you'll die a lot of times. Well, Mark Titus, consider me a dead man. <laughs> I died I this saw, weekend. I saw you. I saw you tweet that uh, quote out, and I, I, I got to be honest, it triggered me because. Um, it's such a perfect. It's such a perfect defense mechanism. You can't. You, can you can't like, argue it. You can't. And if you, argue. and if you do argue it, you're a bad guy. B a d guy. Yeah. You just. You just. Anytime Carolina <laughs> loses, you're like, it's just one game. It's not life or death. Yeah. It's. Uh, but that, it was. That's the defense Duke used when you beat Duke in the final of four. Of course. And and Carolina fans are dancing on K's grave, and Duke fans were like, we still made the final four. It was mm -hmm. still, and we still won mm -hmm. the regular. We're season still champions. Season. We're still champions. Yeah. It's still a great season. And it drives you crazy. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you have to pull Such that card great... out. And that was Dean Smith. Dean Smith was the ultimate good guy that eventually won because people forget Dean Smith was such a good guy in 1977. They said he was a, a choke artist, even though Tommy Lagarde was hurt. Phil Phil Ford was hurt at the time. Mm -hmm. 1981 loses to Bob Knight. He's a choke artist. He's a good guy. Even though the president was hurt. Even though Ronald Reagan <laughs> got shot, shot and they shouldn't have played the game. Um, but Dean Smith, he represents the good guy that actually wins. And Hubert Davis is sounding a lot like a good guy after these games. He's congratulating Alabama. He's saying that he's proud of his team's effort. And then meanwhile, every one of the Carolina fans are yelling, 
We don't care about their effort. <laughs> we, why are we losing these games? Why do we continue to be up by six, eight, and then all of a sudden squander a lead within seconds? We don't even know how it happens, but North Carolina at one point had a six-point lead in the third overtime. Should have never even been in a third overtime. That game was the worst four-overtime game of in all history. Time. Of all yeah, time. Yeah, just lock that in. I didn't even, I couldn't even watch. The, I was in security line at the Maui airport, the saddest place you can be leaving yeah. this beautiful island. And I'm just watching on the score app, the score, right? <laughs> so at one point, North Carolina, from my vantage point, goes up 103, 102. Guy behind me in line is like, heels are up. I'm like, let's go. You know, we're, we got yeah. game over. Look back at my phone. One or two. You, you, you lost points. Lost points. <laughs> never in my life have We're I going seen. Backwards. <laughs> I've never seen points taken off the board. I have no idea how it happened. So I'm going through security. I will say, and I'm not saying it to troll you. Uh, it was a good call. It yeah. was, they called it a goaltending, and it was I, a good call. I, I, did, so not, I, I did not see, yeah, I did not but, see the but live I, But I, I, I sympathize with your point of view that it would be frustrating to refresh just a look, score app. Just a see. man looking at a score yes, app yeah. in, a, in a Maui security line. Yeah. That, that's who I was at the time. And Hubert Davis, you know, after Iowa State, right, you have this kid who comes in. He's averaging 17% from three. He averages seven points a game. He goes by the name Caleb Grill. And he has, I mean, I haven't seen someone this hot since Tyrese Rice against North Carolina in 2009, who had 46. Malik Monk had 47, so maybe Malik Monk as well. Caleb Grill does not miss in this game. He, I leave, the, I watch the entire Iowa State game. I, after that game, you get gutted, you, you, you lose that game, but you're kind of like, okay, first power five opponent. TJ Otzelberger did a great job coaching in that game. Tip of the cap. I look at Caleb Grill in the championship game. I'm like, wonder wonder how Grill did, you know, after he just went off against Carolina. Probably at 36, right? That's what you Probably would think, right? Like he kept, built yeah. on it. Maybe be yeah. MVP of the weekend. Mm -hmm. One point. <laughs> One point. <laughs> who is this man? <laughs> who, who gave him powers that day? What is Mr. K up to? Has anyone seen him? He's doing, he's like Severus Snape right now. He's like working the, the spells underneath the table for guys like Caleb Grill to destroy our program. Uh, but anyways, Hubert Davis remains optimistic. He remains positive. Um, I really appreciate that. After what happened last season, you have nothing. I mean, based on the data that we saw last year, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt, this team the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, good guy of the week because... He has been nothing but kind and sweet. I don't know what's happening behind I don't know, the scenes. I don't know if that's what this team needs. I don't know I don't, if it I is don't either. Know if, uh, I don't know if it is either, Mark Titus. I don't, I don't that's know why that's, he's good guy of the week. Yeah. And, and Dean Smith, this is how he lived his life. He was the ultimate good guy. He won games. Hubert Davis, I hope he follows in the same footsteps. But it was a whole lot of good guy coming out of these press That Bama game was, I mean, you said it, the, the worst... I I, I, mean, I did watch it. And yeah. it was. It, I, I wish I watched I didn't. regulation, and then and then I had to go to the airport. So the overtimes, I didn't see you any didn't of the overtimes. Dude, that's that, that was some of the worst basketball. <laughs> I, I was the opposite. I was watching Purdue Duke, and then yeah. I flipped over when Purdue when oh, I felt can't imminent. wait to talk about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> when Purdue was running away with it, I was like, all right, I'll go check out this close Carolina Bama game. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, both teams were just handing the the game over to the other. Yes. There was, I think there were. I I I went back and rewatched it. Uh, I think the last four minutes of over of of regulation and each overtime combined with both teams, there were two passes. The entire <laughs> I'm kidding, but no, felt, I mean, it felt uh, that way. Yeah, but also it felt that way. Caleb Love again. I'm watching the score app and I just keep seeing the shot, the field goal attempts go 37. up. <laughs> and, and look, I love Caleb Love, and it's not Caleb Love's fault. I don't put any blame on Caleb Love, but at some point, maybe we make a pass. I, I think that is uh, my big takeaway after watching Carolina early in the season. It is, I mean, 
Brady Manick was obviously the straw, and he stirred everything up. He got everybody involved. People were touching the ball. R.J. Davis, let's play point guard. Caleb Love, let's play shooting guard, but not shooting shooting as much. North Carolina in general, let's play defense. Let's play defense because I don't I don't really. Let's feel fight like, over ball screen yeah. so Caleb Grill doesn't keep hitting threes in our face. Well, I'm fascinated with this. Uh, I don't know if this is a new problem or not, but um, it, it, saying it's a new problem helps my argument, and I'm too lazy to think about the other side right mm -hmm. now, so I'm going to just run with it. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by the name-image-likeness era when you have a team like North Carolina that is out of blue blood, um, beats Duke uh, in, in the Final Four, ends, ends Mr. K's career, has mm -hmm. like this insane run. We we've, uh, we we talked about it in the preseason that uh, it, they lose in the national championship, but somehow they go back to campus and they're all heroes and treated like they won the national championship. Yeah, um, which is very rare, you know, like to get that treatment where everyone almost doesn't even care that you choked away the national title because you're you're still heroes to everybody. Um, and I'm fascinated, Tate. It's not a new problem to have guys coming back and like kind of have to figure out the ego part of all of that. Mm -hmm. But I am fascinated with the name image likeness part of it all that like, yeah, Armando Baycott's making how much money. And I, I wake Caleb up, I wake up after, you know, the devastating four overtime loss to Alabama to the news that Armando Baycott has a new Roback deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, I, I love to hear it. I love the Roback. We love Roback. We love uh, Roback. We have a Roback deal as it turns <laughs> out. But, uh, <laughs> But at the same time, but at the same time, I don't know if Dallas is Roback bad guy of the week. Like they're stepping because I think the Roback guys are Virginia guys, if I remember really? correctly. Yeah. So there, you think I the, think that's a Charlottesville company. So wow. I'm wondering if they're stepping in here. They're trying to. They're trying to get to our guys. They're trying. To, yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like uh, if if no, it is interesting, dude. Because th this team, more than any other this year, is the team that if you're if you're someone that wanted to argue, they have mm. uh, there, there's too much and there's only one ball and there's uh, you you um, you know you, you 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 drop a crown in the uh, locker room and you say only one of you can walk out of this locker room wearing the crown. Figure it out amongst yourselves. They'll be in there for months trying to figure it out. Yeah, Caleb Love and 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 Baycott and um, basically just those two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be we'll be it, arguing forever like they'll never figure yeah. it out they'll, they'll they'll die of starvation in that room mm -hmm. trying to fight over who gets to wear the crown yeah um and it's all and that's think, fascinating to me well i think a lot of it too is you know garrison brooks being preseason acc player of the year once upon a time ruined a season right because it was so egregious and i think armando baycott being preseason acc player of the year was something that a lot of people expected but it also maybe rubbed Caleb a little bit the wrong way because Caleb is like, I should be the ACC yeah. preseason player of the year, which goes back to the straw. I think Brady Manick was the one guy that said, hey, Every, everybody like, chill out. Yeah, not, yeah. not only everybody chill out, like I came here to win. Yeah. This is Carol and Hubert's been preaching, you know, he's preaching. This is Carolina basketball, this is Carolina basketball. And Brady Manick's like, this is what Carolina is supposed to do. We're supposed to win. And then all the talent kind of comes together right now. With even Baycott's ankle, which I think is still a question, he misses some of overtime. I I look at the team. Worst ankle like, sprain history. I, I, I think it's still from the Final Four when the the wood panel uh, wasn't properly screwed in, you know, yeah, or dudes, whatever. How many people are going to tear their ACL and come back and be hundred percent? Yeah, in the time it takes Armando Baycott to get this ankle, get this ankle out. right, get, get ankle him in the pool. <laughs> Get, get that man in the pool. Um, but I, I, when I look at this team, I do think that Puff Johnson could be that straw. I, I firmly believe that. I think Pete Nance eventually will have to be a five-man for this team, as we saw in overtime. 
that pass that he had on the out of bounds, he should never be the inbounder again after that. And granted, a lot of people were like, the Alabama guy is grabbed. One thing I will say, I didn't like the Carolina response as like the referees took this game away. No, 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 We will not do that. No, we will not do that because we're the number one team in the country and we're North Carolina. We were the number one team in the country. <laughs> in North Carolina, we don't blame the officials. We just beat your ass. That's the whole. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And this team is act. And this team is not the 2017. We just lost in the 2016 championship. We came back for redemption. That is not their mentality. It seems from the outside looking in, it feels very 2018 when Joel Berry and Theo Pinson and those guys were kind of doing their farewell tour to say, you know, we're the national champs. Yada yada yada. But that team was still a two seed, and it could have been a one seed. Yeah. And right now, this team. Guess what? Looks like the eight Bubble? seed that we saw first last four, year. First four out. It looks like an eight seed that we saw last year. And uh, and honestly, I'm at the point where either be a one seed or be an eight seed, right? Just Because if you're an eight seed, if we you, take beat, the you take the one seed, seed when yeah. you beat and, them, and I think yeah. when they get to March, they'll be a one seed. So it's like, you choose. I don't want to be this in the middle. I don't want to be a four or five well, seed. Either be an eight seed or be a one seed. And it seems like Mark Titus, good guy of the week, Hubert Davis. It looks like they're headed to an eight seed. Controversial opinion. Uh, if the tournament started tomorrow, I think Carolina's first four out. <laughs> <laughs> your best win is James Madison, dude. No, Portland. Come on. Well, Portland, Portland win, was a big no win. No good wins. Portland's a good win. No quad one wins. College of Charleston's a good win. <laughs> Add them up. Start stacking wins. But uh, I, I'm excited now because Wednesday, North Carolina plays Indiana at Assembly Hall. I assume that would be... We're not going, by the way. I want to get ahead of this because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had a lot of people asking, uh, and and we have said, yes, we are going for the longest time. Um, we are not going. I, are I canceled going. that trip so fast. Yeah. So I watched... Yeah, it, 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 it didn't the, have the uh, same luster. Game and I was like, yikes, yeah. I, mean, I want to see. Yeah, um, and Baycott could be hurt. Like, uh, there, there's true. a chance that... Unless they win, then he won't be hurt. Yeah, it'll then be, he'll be great. Then he'll be fine. Well, his ankle looks good yeah. tonight. <laughs> my, my one big note that I wanted to flag for everyone, and it's a small detail, Armando Baycott has not won a tip all season. This this reminds that, me... And that is something that worries me. Now, hold on. I, I, I This might ease your fears. I remember getting a tip uh, in 2015 from um some i forget who it was but i was writing column for grantland and i became obsessed with it that jaleel okafor didn't win a tip all season for duke and they won the national championship well there you and go. then i watched every duke game locked in on the tip i would change yeah. the channel after the tip i'd be like they got vertical is about one inch right now <laughs> not even kidding i think that they should let leaky jump at the tip because i think leaky could get up there but right now, those are my my main concerns. I'm worried about Baycott. I'm really worried about Baycott. And if he gets the ball at the top of the key one more time and tries to dribble and turns it over, Mark Titus, I'll what die if, again. What if Carolina started defer treated like football and just started deferring the opening tip? Just said like we want the ball at half. That's what it looks like. <laughs> you, know I mean? that's, that's, that's you just jump nobody. Looks. You just straight up yeah. say you guys. It's the analytics the of Matt Brown <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> Let's let them have it. We want the ball in the second half. We you actually wanted them it. to score. Yeah, we wanted them. That was our plan. Uh, no, Carolina. Uh, I don't. I don't need to overstate the obvious. Carolina looks terrible, and not just yeah. that they're losing. If you guys would have beat Bama, I would have still sat in this chair this morning and said it would have. It would have been nice to. It would have been better to win. Yeah. but still, it's it's you, not looking great. And, and Bama's a really young team, so to let a young team. I mean, not. I wouldn't say they out executed Carolina, but to let a young team get away and get a win in that kind of environment, the 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 elder statesman, a veteran, have to come away with that win, in my opinion. Yeah. And some of the plays that were drawn up at the end. It seems to be a lot of who's Batman, who's Robin. Yeah. And Armando that Baycott was... wears Batman boxers, but right now he's looking like Robin. And Caleb wants to be Batman, but I'm not sure he's there yet. 
Bama, by the way, is going to be uh, a good h- team. hilarious yet again this year. Yeah, like they're gonna be it, up and down, beat anybody and lose to anybody. I love, I love what Alabama basketball's become. Yeah, just in the sense of uh, they just throw a monkey wrench into anything. They, they got they, a lot of length. Hit a ton of threes. They're an airport they test cold. team. Like yeah, if you saw yeah. Alabama in the airport, you'd say that's top five team. Yeah. And Brandon Miller is legit. They uh they did the same thing Carolina did, where like every possession towards the end of the game, they just dribbled the air out of the ball. I've never mm. seen so much dribbling in my life. It was it was it was honestly I got whiplash watching Purdue play basketball, and then I flip it over to the, yeah. <laughs> to the Carolina. Yeah. It's like they're playing a completely different sport. And I'm sure the NBA guys in the building loved it. Yeah, they're, they're like, like this, this, is this, this is our kind of game. This is, this is sick. And yeah. then they saw the final <laughs> score, and they're like, man, that Carolina game. Bama game yeah, was awesome. And I'm watching. I'm watching the score app, and I can tell it was a horrible game. We need more. <laughs> if college basketball was like this, we would watch more often. Yeah. And every everyone that's actually watching this game is like, like get please, this off. Get, please get this out of my face. Including Roy Williams. Poor Roy. Roy. Roy I thought Roy was going to be your pick for good guy because this man stuck around to watch the end of this game when he put on his coat to leave. He had dinner reservations. Yeah, he was ready to get the hell out of there. He's yeah. Like, well, I guess I'll support. Wanda, the boys. his wife, <laughs> is looking at him. He's like, Roy, we got to go to dinner, and he's like, oh, Hold on one second. Go warm up the car, baby. I'll be, I'll be out in a second. My Tar Heels got to pull this. Surely Caleb's going to hit one of these shots. Surely. And I'll be right there. First time, by the way, that North Carolina has lost a game when Caleb has had twenty or more points. Mm. Uh, that's your stat right there. There's your Big Ten stat of the week. Since since Caleb has been on campus, every time he has scored 20 or more points, Carolina has won until that game. Uh, so as we move forward in the season, it's going to be interesting because Carolina will, the, the optimistic Carolina fans will continue to to say that we saw this last year and that you guys just can flip the switch and let's just get to March and we'll be fine and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's a flip switch kind of situation. I don't know if that's the deal. Yeah, I don't know if you can work under that assumption. I don't know if that's, because like, so. I'm with you to, to a certain extent. Like, yeah, I'm not going to panic that um, Carolina is, is you know, you know, everyone. The 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 UCLA of last year seems to be like a theme that continues to get brought up. And I remind everybody, UCLA was very good last year, mm-hmm. and UCLA was a Final Four caliber team last year. So, um, if that is in fact what this North Carolina team is, then yeah, I mean, I'm not going to worry, and I'm I'm going to work under the assumption that when the tournament comes around, they can flip the switch and become uh, as good as we expect them to be. But at some point, I would like to see them be good this year for sure i think i think that's fair right at some point we would like to see them beat beat a team that's good <laughs> yeah I would at some like point that. i would like to see them not play like shit every single time they take the floor i don't know yeah you don't have to be I, national I like, title good but i like, would like to see them play basketball i, yeah, I would like to yeah, see them yeah, actually would, play would, basketball for me I, I, that's what i would like i'm pretty tired <laughs> of watching uh what's happening right now and just the the mental aspect of it, Titus. They were up seven with three minutes to go on Iowa State and just completely stopped. Like yeah. the game was over. They were yeah. up on Bama and then just completely. completely stopped, I mean, yeah. I I cannot fathom if, that reality. If you want a silver lining, it Tate. You, yeah. You you might point to the fact that all the blue bloods suck. Well, not all of them. Um, most of know, them. Most of them suck. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been a tough. Depends on your definition of blue blood. I guess. What is your definition of blue blood, by the way? I should mean, we go through it? Should we? Should we take? The- <laughs> Uh, Indiana fans are smashing the table. We are blue bloods. Like Duke, Duke does not look great. Duke, uh, and I'm I'm choosing my words carefully because Ohio State plays Duke on Wednesday. But Mm. uh, Duke's best win is Xavier on a neutral court. Who Xavier will probably be a tournament team, but that's not like you know. Yeah, like Duke doesn't have a ton of wins that that jump out to you. Kansas' best win is Duke, which is kind of like just a cyclical thing like, yeah the transitive like, committee is having a hard time yeah because it's like all right you beat duke but then is duke worth is beating duke worth anything mm-hmm. this year we don't know yet we're still trying to figure that out other than that they beat wisconsin in the bahamas in overtime in a game that they should have lost and were very lucky to win you did win 
it counts. I'll count it. But like, if we're trying to make an argument for Kansas being uh, good enough to repeat at this point, I'm not seeing it. No. I don't. I don't. I certainly don't see it. Kentucky has literally lost every game they've played away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, their best win right now is probably Duquesne at home. So somehow Ken Palm and the Port- algorithm. Portland's a better win, I would say, yeah. than Duquesne. Somehow they didn't beat Portland. No, I'm saying for Carolina. Oh, for Carolina. Oh, I thought you were saying Kentucky. <laughs> no, I'm saying uh, yeah. the Blue Bloods. The Blue, best no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, beating Portland in Portland is probably a better win than Duquesne at home. Um, but Kentucky, the algorithms love them for some reason. And if you, you know, I'm, I'm doing like Payola. I'm doing the exercise Payola. of if the tournament ended today, where are you seeding all these teams? I don't think any, I don't think Kansas, Duke, Carolina, or Kentucky, or UCLA, who has two losses and has no good wins. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of these teams are top four seeds. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think I'm putting them in top four seeds if the tournament started today. I don't think so either. And I think of those certainly teams, not Villanova of those as well. Teams by the way, throw Villanova in there as like oh, a blue Villanova like completely like, falling off. Yeah, they're they're not even in that Gonzaga stinks too. By the way, Gonzaga mm-hmm. has better. Like Gonzaga's at least, uh, uh, you know, Gonzaga beats Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. That was cool. Um, but Portland almost beat Michigan State. Gonzaga beat Kentucky. You know, but like. Gonzaga is the same thing, but that's not a surprise to me. We we came mm-hmm. into this season. I'm I'm still waiting for the uh, the haters to acknowledge that that I stuck my neck out at the start of the season and said this Gonzaga team's booty. Zig. And now everyone's falling in line, and I'm like, is anybody gonna? Where's my you mm-hmm. know? Where's my trophy? Do I well, get maybe one? that proves that no. Gonzaga is actually a blue blood now, right? That they're in this group. That l- let's lump them in. Let's yeah, put them in there. There you go. Um, no, so I, I I find that fascinating that that seemed to be a story coming into the season was all the blue bloods were good enough to win a national title, and right now most of them stink. 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 Not even fun Capital to watch. Letters. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's not a lot of hope <laughs> yeah, around the program. They're programs. not fun to watch. That's the other part. It's not like you like see it where it's like if they could just put it together, XYZ. It's like they kind of stink. They yeah. kind of all stink. Kansas has been a little like Kansas. At least Kansas is times. young yeah. and, and they have like this, you know, Grady Dick is kind of fun, I guess. You know, certain people really like making the dick puns, which, you yeah, know. Yeah, you love dick. <laughs> that's, that's what the internet loves to say. You, yeah. know? <laughs> you love Grady Dick. I'm an MJ Rice guy, yeah. um, but you know, in general, the Blue Bloods are a joke right now, um, and Duke is the one that is getting uh, kind of the the pass. It seems like. I well, mean, Duke's going to beat Ohio State on Wednesday, then they'll be back. And they'll be in the top say, ten. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be number seven. But again, I want to remind everybody: uh, none of these games should count until you beat somebody on the road. Mm. I, I love that theory. I, I my my dad opened my eyes because it's it's hard not to when your father comes on and he seems like he's a madman and he's pulling his hair out of his head and he's going crazy about Purdue being ranked number one saying they haven't played anybody on the road uh, and we're just cackling laughing and then the very next game is a road game and they lose. It makes you rethink some things, too. Yeah. No, here's, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Here are the true. Here are the true road wins from. We're we're, we're still in the segment, by the way. I've, I've been abandoned. Good guy, bad guy. Here are the true road wins from the ranked teams in this week's poll. Houston, your number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Oregon. They won at Oregon, 66-56. They won by ten. Uh, after that, you have to go to number ten Indiana, who won at Xavier in the uh, Gavit games. They won by two against Xavier. Number eleven Alabama won at South Alabama by ten. Mm. Good win. Number twenty Michigan State just on Sunday beat Portland by one at the at the end of the game. Uh, and depending on your perspective, Portland probably should have won that. Maybe. Yeah. Um. And then San Diego State beat Stanford. Sta- uh, number twenty four San San Diego State beat Stanford by twelve. Uh. Before Maui. So th- that's it. Those are the only ranked teams that have won on the road so far. So I just wanted to point that out. New so top like five. Yeah, that might be your new top five. <laughs> Graham Gouch's top yeah, five. Yeah, right that's the top five. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I think it is worth pointing out that like none of these teams, we, we haven't seen teams on the road. Now it's going to start to get interesting because uh, we have ACC Big Ten Challenge coming up this week. 
uh, where some of these teams have to go on the road. We have um, um, our last two raw, by the way, of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah. Wow. R.I.P. Uh, then we have uh, conference season starts for a lot of conferences. Do the deal where you play like two conference games in December just mm -hmm. to like give people a taste. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know why that started, <laughs> but that's like the new trend. Um, so I don't know, just something to monitor. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm, maybe maybe like Carolina, maybe like some of these other teams lose, and you'll feel better about Carolina because like some of these teams that look like they're unstoppable, they go on the road, they lose. And if you're Carolina yeah. and you're Hubert Davis right now, you just say, we have to get a resume-building win. We have to. And it should have been Alabama. But at this point, Indiana has to be in that in that mm -hmm. equation. They play at Virginia Tech. That's a team that's going to be a tournament team on the road. Maybe you get a win there. you got to beat Ohio State in MSG. We will be at that game. We will be we will in be New York. Uh, or, Dare I say it? I'm ready. If we, beat, if we beat Duke on Wednesday, if the Buggies beat Duke on Wednesday, I'm ready to puff out my chest and say that Ohio State is the best team mm -hmm. at that event. <laughs> there you go. I think I might be ready to and say you, it. Yeah, I mean, between it, UCLA, Kentucky, Carolina, and Ohio State, going into the year, everyone said, "Why is Ohio State in this event? Get them out of here! <laughs> why, why the hell do they keep getting yeah. invited?" Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm. I think I'm ready. I think I'm best ready team to in the country. Yeah, Calipari, uh, run yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, 2019. Yeah. I think. I think it could be that. I'm ready to start peacocking. If, <laughs> if we beat Duke, I'm ready to. I'm, dude. It's. it's I happening. do love though, like like you said, it's like uh, when you beat Duke or you beat Carolina or you beat Kentucky, it's like you shoot up in the polls. Yeah, <laughs> but they're also like nobody. Not it's, good it's right like now. like right now, it's like the most empty. Like that, that was happening when Ohio, uh, Iowa State beat Carolina, and Iowa State fans were like, "We're, we're, we're, we're here. In. We're here." Yeah, I'm like, dude, have you watched this Carolina team? Like that's. Mm -hmm. Same things happen. Gonzaga will lose 12 games this year, and when they lose their 12th game, whoever beats them will be ranked the next week because people will say, Gonzaga, if you beat Gonzaga, you're automatically ranked. That's how it works. I think Portland <laughs> beats Gonzaga this year, and then they're top 25. <laughs> top 25. And then that's Carolina's you're best win. You're probably right. You're probably right. I think right. that's my fingers crossed. I'm pulling for Portland. Uh, yeah, how how long can these teams be a good win when they're bracketed? Like, how long? Well, it, used to, it drove me crazy last year with Carolina. Like, Carolina would lose to someone, and then they're like, that team's a top 25 yeah. team, but also Carolina's on the bubble, and they suck. You're like, what? When? It's going to happen with Villanova, too, in the Big East. Like, yeah. all these Big East teams are going to start beating Villanova in a way they never have before, mm -hmm. and all those programs are going to be like, yeah. we, we've caught up. Seton we've closed, Hall is like, gap. we're top 25. <laughs> yeah, we've closed Coach the gap. Coach Holloway's <laughs> killing it for us. We just beat Villanova. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Cal, Cal Neptune, by the way, of of uh, you know new Villanova coach, he was the runner up for Good Guy of the Week. Hubert Davis surpassed him, but Cal Neptune was right there, right there in the running. Jay Wright sweepstakes are heating up, mm. and Jay see, Wright, uh, good guy, also. He tweeted out, "Congratulations to Portland! Congratulations to my good friend Eric Spolstra, who went to Portland on their big win over Villanova." Oh, he was. He said, "Good friend Eric Spolstra." Good friend. Jay Wright's going to the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's. He was putting it out there like put, I'm yeah. friends with NBA as guys. a reminder. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I rub uh, NBA elbows. Yeah, in my free. These time. are my guys. These yeah. are my peers. Yeah, and also yeah. Villanova. You love me, miss me, miss me yet, <laughs> miss me. Yet. I think that was the vibe I got <laughs> from that. So Cal Neptune, runner up, good guy. Should we go to bad guy? Yeah, bad guy. Who's your bad? You're saying bag with a G. B A G okay. guy. Bad guy of the week is the new number one. I mean, why not? The Houston Houston Cougars led by Kelvin Sampson. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Kelvin Sampson has good guy tendencies. I think he he's a good guy at heart. But at the end of the day, Indiana, you know, the, the whole NCAA thing. They would say thing, no, yeah. But he, then also. He, he has to fall in line with the bad guys, even though I don't want him to necessarily be in the world of bad guys. I think Kelvin Sampson is the bad guy. And I think, you know, with the Jordan brand, what he's done with Houston, bringing them back into the zeitgeist, like you said, first time number one since 1983 with Elijah Wan, with Clyde Drexler, the fact that he brought back Houston basketball at this level mm -hmm. and has them where we talked to Coach Holtman 
uh, after one of the Maui games, and we were just, you know, kind of, you know, just talking generally about college basketball. And he's like, Kelvin Sampson has a standard. And Kelvin mm-hmm. Sampson is kind of the standard in college basketball right now for what it means to have a program rowing and moving in the right direction, playing like a team. And even though they haven't looked great, as we saw against against Kent State, they get the job done, and, and no one really cares as long as you win. They can muck it up. Dude. As That's long as you do. muck yeah. it up and win, yeah. nobody cares. That's my problem with Carolina. You're not winning these games, so now you have to get out of the way. Houston, they're going to be number one for a while unless they go to – I think they're going to Virginia, They're going right? to Virginia. So yeah. that could be the game. I saw a December, lot of Virginia – That's the same – That's the, the Ohio State-Carolina game is yeah. the same weekend as there – because otherwise I would have moved heaven and earth to be there, mm. but we have to go to we Ohio State-Carolina. But that same that same day is uh, Virginia-Houston. So that's going to be, a, that's gonna be yeah. a great day for college basketball. And I saw a lot of Virginia fans thought that they should be – up there as the number yeah. one team, so there you go. That's There's what your everybody. Chance. That's what I mean. Like every if you win your if you win a tournament, you think you should be number one. <laughs> yeah. And Houston wasn't even in a tournament, and they're number one. That's yeah. why like Purdue fans, Purdue fans are like, like we're number one. Yeah, Arizona's yeah. like, how are we not number one? How does this? That's that's yeah, what I that's think. Yeah. I think Arizona might be uh, number one. Houston plays at Bama, by the way, the week before the tenth, December tenth. Come on, Bama. That's going to be a fun weekend because that's uh, Indiana plays Arizona, I believe. Let me look up in all Vegas. Those games. Yeah, in Vegas on mm. Fox. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, Arizona. Kansas is at Mizzou. San Diego State, St. Mary's. Mm. Um, that's a good game. Which would actually be, it's, that's in Phoenix for some reason. That'll be fun. Uh, Xavier, Cincinnati, Tate, which we love on this program. Yeah. Great game. Bama, Houston. That's all on the uh, December 10th. Purdue at Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Purdue's at Florida State this week. Uh, that wolf yeah i mean it's going to be a lot of length on the floor for sure but florida state is i mean the acc right now i think they're ready for the acc sec challenge to start i think they're already moving in my head they're moving to that to that reality um, because right now everything looks bad but Uh, kelvin sampson is uh is is the bad guy here and uh i think it's pretty obvious why number one team in the country yeah uh best defense in the country probably yeah um they, yeah, I don't come coming into the season. I thought they were they should have been number one. I would have voted them number one. But I also understand the importance of driving narratives as a uh, yeah. as a big J myself. Bring in the people, and so for that reason, I supported the people that voted North Carolina number one. But I think if you would have actually true serumed all of us. I think Houston would have been number one coming into the season. But you have to sell the sport. So you and, have to and, Carolina. And why is that? Because of Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, I mean Kelvin Sampson could be argued as the best coach in college basketball right now. And he knows how to schedule, and he knows how to get in talent, and he knows how to develop a team. Uh, now that now that Indiana, knock on wood, has found their coach, uh, Mike Woodson is the coach of the future. Yeah, um, I think it's time for Indiana fans to let the Kelvin Sampson thing go, and instead direct your blame towards the NCAA and bullshit rules. You mm. know, I think that's where I land on it. I think like at the time, like the whole reason. First of all. I mean, programs? imagine if Samson was at Indiana right now. Yeah. I mean, Indiana would be the cream of the crop. They would already have two more banners. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at least one, maybe. No, uh, um, uh, imagine how many programs at that time would have fired their coach for that. Like, Indiana's biggest problem was, and, and I'm not saying this to be, like, self-righteous as a kid who grew up cheering for Indiana, but it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a statement of fact, like, they they care way too much about following the rules. That was like Bob Knight's whole but, thing. Yeah, he's like, but that's he's like, part of your identity. Yeah, Bob Knight was like, I am an asshole. I will choke my players. I will throw <laughs> chairs. I will I will be 
I will do everything in the world except break the law or break the rules. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. I, well, he'll break the law. He'll I'll break the law. But his law, his version <laughs> of the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a man strikes me, I strike I'll him. I'll strike him back. <laughs> yes. If he touches my elbow in the handshake line, he's I will gotta, strike him. Yeah. In real life, he's Hammurabi. Like, yeah. That's how. I, <laughs> an eye for an eye. <laughs> uh, uh, but but that was like the that was the the air superiority that Indiana fans carried themselves, especially when you compare like the Indiana Kentucky rivalry in Kentucky. Every single coach that sat in that head coach's chair in Kentucky didn't matter who it was. You cycle them through; they're cheating their balls off. That's yeah. how Kentucky's hanging banners. We don't do it that way at Indiana. We do it the right way. We never cheat ever. You mm -hmm. won't see it. Mm -hmm. um, so then Kelvin Sampson comes along, and it's like an existential crisis. It's like on the one hand, this this guy's a great coach; we could see it. Um, that team in 08, they were they were going to be very good. They were very good. Um, but on the other hand, like you can't we can't tolerate this. Fast forward to now, yeah, you're absolutely right. If Kelvin Sampson's the coach, even if he even if he commits an NCAA violation, like the, it, I don't know, it's so we we we. I'll tell you this: it. we've talked if, about it before, but I just wanted if to Kelvin say, Kelvin Sampson was the coach of Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo, they win the national championship, a hundred percent. Yes. So that and that to they me, and that to me, just yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That's why he's bad guy of the week because Kelvin Sampson. Not only does he get the town in the building, but then he delivers the results. But I'm saying, don't uh, like if you're an IU fan, don't be mad at Kelvin Sampson. Leave it he alone because he because I think he was doing what he needed to do to bring Indiana back, mm -hmm. and he just was ahead of his time. A hundred percent. Literally, in that what he did is now legal. Of course. <laughs> uh, but also, just like. There, as it turns out, to be successful in college basketball, you do have to live in the gray area. And this man was willing to step into the gray area. And Indiana wasn't ready for it. Now they are. Now if you, if if everyone said, if everyone found out that Mike Woodson was like, the name image likeness deals that Mike Woodson is doing aren't actually name image likeness deals. He's just like kind of kicking players like 10 grand of his own cash. I don't think Indiana fans care. And, and 10, 15 years ago, they would have been like, I don't care that he's a, you know, a, a native son and he played yeah. here and all that. Get his ass out of this program. Get his That's ass not out. how we do That's things. That's not how we do things. Yeah. Now they're going to say... Yeah, yeah, that's the future. That's, that's the future. And, and let's be honest, 10, 15 years ago, Bill Self is blackballed from college basketball. Yes. Like for what he did. I mean, it, it's just no question about it. But now everyone's like, what's the big deal? <laughs> you know, we move on. Yeah. And it is what it is. Um, but that's why Kelvin Sampson, uh, when you look at him, he is the the best version of a bad guy. He finessed his way back to the top. He's back he goes to the, the top. NBA. He does his, uh, you know, spend, spend some time in, yeah. in the, one, the, around the wilderness. Around his peers. Yeah. Yeah. Around his peers. <laughs> Eric Smolstra. He comes back and... Uh, uh, now he's got the number one team in the country. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, what's next? How does this segment work? Oh, Kyle Guy. Kyle That's Guy. Right. We, I got the. You got the official. Yeah, hang on. Statement, right? Let me pull so, my phone. So we yeah. reached out to Kyle Guy. We we're gonna have him come on the show and do like a little zoom in for five minutes, a little check in. But he has a game tomorrow, right? That that's correct. So he needs to go to bed. He said it's late AF here. We crying, <laughs> laughing emojis. <laughs> so <laughs> then check DM. So yeah, he's a check DM. But I do have a great opportunity for some new shoes if you would like them. Please click this link. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, have a PS5 for you. But I, I said, uh, can we get a statement, Kyle? Can we yes. read? Because Virginia's, but what's, what's Virginia ranked in the poll? Three, week? right? Three? Yeah. Is I that correct? Three. Yeah, yeah, they're three now. Uh, Virginia's third. Um, and uh, we, the, the people want a Kyle guy update. They want to know how he feels about this program. Uh, so I said, can, I, can, you, can you send us a statement? He said this, per official release slash statement slash fact. TB got the boys playing confident and free. <laughs> Similar to my sophomore and junior year. Embrace the pace, my ass. 80 points per game right now. Lots of experience. Shedrick, the unsung hero of the team. Love that we went and dominated in Vegas after the tragedy with UVA football team. Tough situation, and they showed out. Also adds, Be uh, he, Kyle it says here, he also adds that Beekman is all ACC. 
And he also has that Armand and Franklin from Indy, so shout out just because. Which I already, you know, I already made that connection for you, Kyle. But I'm glad that you, uh, yeah, that Armand Franklin got the the Indy connection. So there you go. That's the official statement from Kyle Guy on Virginia basketball. Virginia um, basketball is back and better than ever. It feels like, and uh, Kyle Guy endorsing it is great for you know Tony Guy because a lot of people wanted this segment to be Tony Guy um, mm-hmm. once Kyle left, but we would never do that to Kyle Guy. We want Kyle Guy to be involved, and uh, yeah, I love that. I, Michi- I agree. They got Michigan on Tuesday at Michigan, so that, that'll actually be a that'll be. A, I know Michigan's been up and down and all that. That's a get like right. To, that's a get right game for Michigan. Yeah, it feels like. that is a get right game for Michigan. That's a program win. Yeah, that's gonna be a, <laughs> that's gonna be a signature win for Michigan. I hate to see that. Um, speaking of Michigan, quickly, uh, we don't need to. Okay, <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, I was just saying it was actually not even about Michigan. It was about Jawan Howard striking a man. Okay, and, yeah, and, let's and, talk about that. Yeah, okay. no, you All like right. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Doug Eddard struck a man in the Syracuse game. Did you see that? And, I did. And, and but he I, got struck first. He did get struck first, but he then ran away after he. Struck. I don't have a problem with it. Because why? Because the big guy. Yeah, I yeah. think. Okay, so I. I uh I don't know the rules of the streets. Uh, mm-hmm. you know I as we know when uh the streets told me that touching a man's elbow means you're allowed to strike him. I was like, you know, I didn't update these rules. Like the, <laughs> the rules that I grew up with are very different than <laughs> the rules that seem yeah. to apply now. So I mm-hmm. I don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of the Doug uh, Eater deal, um, he was struck first. Yes, right? he was. He was struck first. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't strike back, you're a bitch. So he had to, I think what's going through his head is like, I have to strike this man. I must. I must strike the man. Uh, so he strikes back to say... I think he should have pushed him. I think a, Maybe a shove would have been nice. A shove was the move. He strikes the man. Um, and then, then the big dude on Syracuse is running at him and he takes off running. And everyone's like, there it is. He's a bitch. Now, what yeah. I would say is Doug, Doug Eater... Uh, <laughs> He 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 agreed to the terms of of mano y mano. Yeah, that's what yeah, he agreed yeah. to. Yeah, you struck me, I strike you. Now it's on. Let's the strike rule, each the other. The rules of engagement there say it's one on one. Yeah, everyone no. else circle around and, and you know. I didn't. Watch. I didn't. I didn't actually watch the game, so I don't know who the guys on Syracuse were. So mm-hmm. apologies for. Yeah, I just saw the highlight. I just saw the that clip, and then I um, saw the coach afterwards with uh, Beheim. With Beheim. <laughs> <laughs> Did they strike like, each other? They looked like they were about to. Um, oh, Jim was. Jim was ready. But I think I think Eater strikes the dude, and then. He sees another guy running at him, and I think his he was just like, now this is an ambush. This is not what I agreed to. I agreed to, <laughs> I agreed to me and this other dude on Syracuse just standing here striking each other back and forth. Yeah, you are now introducing a second Chaos. striker. That's too many strike. The, the 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 yeah. I I need to step away and assess what this is before I engage. I so I really th- I I think if the dude that he hit charged at him and he took off running, then he's a bitch. Yeah, but it was a different dude, and at that point he's like, this is chaos. I got to get out of here. Yeah. But also, I say that as a guy that, like, if I was ever in that situation, I'm taking off running so fast. I think I shove. I think I shove the guy, and then I don't think it escalates as high. But I think you're right. As soon as you slap someone the way he did, because the, the first slap was more like a, you know, get you out of my face, kind of like yeah. a little, you know, nothing. He probably smacked his lips as he did it. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just give him a little, ki- little, little, yeah, little yeah. Touch one of those. The, yeah, just, He's know. like, get, get out of here. Yeah, come on, dude. And then Doug was like, straight up, smack. Yeah. Swapped. Yes. Strike. Yes. And uh and then from there it was chaos. Doug, but, Doug uh, said, fuck me. No, sir. <laughs> fuck you. And Bryant won, by the yeah. way. So uh, you know, Doug came away the winner at the end. So is Jim uh, Beheim retiring this year? Yeah, that's what I've heard. He's got to. Red Autry on the way. Oh. From North Carolina. Interesting. Kelvin Sampson also from North Carolina. A lot of people forget that. How would how Beheim's got a he, it's time. It's, it's time. been time. Rick Patino to Syracuse. Oof. 
You know what I was thinking? This is a big brain. Speaking of, uh, I mean, we're in cow guy now, but I think that <laughs> it, the segment every the people the reason people love this segment is because it's it's the only segment in podcasting that takes up the entire show. Yeah. One segment. It's, it's great. <laughs> I I think that Rick Pitino to Villanova. If I'm Villanova, I I uh, I'm thinking about Rick Pitino. We gotta make Rick say no. New segment idea: Rick Pitino sweepstakes. Yeah, and we go through the make we go Rick through all no. the teams. Um. <laughs> Off the dome right now. So Louisville's in the mix. I think Syracuse is in the mix. I think Villanova might be number one now that mm. now that you say it. Rick Pitino to Villanova sounds right. Um, sounds good. Rick Pitino to Ohio State football, I think is a discussion <laughs> I'm ready to have. Um, <laughs> if I'm Duke, make Rick Pitino Rick, say no. Dude. Updated coach Mr. K sweepstakes. Put out a Rick Pitino graphic that's like, my top 13, please respect my decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them is overtime elite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so what, what were we saying? Virginia's going to lose to Michigan. I, yeah, that's going to be like, tough. I, I think that's a, that's a, that's yeah, a, trap, that's game, a trap game. That's a trap game. If I've ever but, seen one. But, but even if Virginia loses to Michigan, you're still back. You're still of back. Of course. Yeah. I think Virginia is obviously the favorites to win the ACC now. So um, Who's the best player on Virginia? Is it Beekman? Is it Gardner? I think the most important player is Beekman. I think Gardner Gardner is the the best player, quote unquote. Right? Kyle Guy says Shedrick's the Yeah, he said he's the MVP. Caden Shedrick's the uh the what do you say? The unsung hero of the team. That's, yeah, that, that's doesn't glue sound, guy. that doesn't sound like best player. Yeah, that's that glue sounds guy. like unsung That's hero. X Factor. That's things like that. Yeah. Then Vanderplas is the glue guy, but he's more X Factor than glue guy. But he's, he's more X Factor. But he's white, so he's yeah. technically by default the glue guy. I don't know, dude. That's what makes this team good. Is they're yeah. confusing. We can't put them in a box. Mm. Um, and they learned how to play offense. So what it's else? Fun. Uh, uh, Last one, Cal's guy, right? Cal's guy, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Cal has been pretty silent on social media. Obviously, a man that that loves to make videos where he preaches patience and uh, not to judge his team, even though that they have the nat reigning national player of the year. Um, my Cal's guy of the week. Last time we did this, it was Robert Dillingham. This time, it is Paul Miller. Of Paul Miller Ford Who's that? Who's in that? Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Um, because you know, you can drop off a new unwrapped toy at Paul Miller Ford by December 2nd. Um, and it, it'll go to a, a Toys for Tots donation. This is all coming um from through John Calipari. He's trying to help the community in Lexington. So my cow's guy of the week is Paul Miller Ford. Uh Paul Miller, of course, uh being the man that owns this Ford dealership and uh is running the Toys for Tots program for Calipari. That is, that is the last thing that uh, he has put out on social media. God um, damn it, I love this man. Yeah, he's I the best. I love this man because he, he genuinely <laughs> 70 is, years of quality from Paul Miller Ford, by the way. He genuinely is a great human being that does a lot of great yeah. things for his community. Say and what every you single, want about the coach, and, but he loves the community. And every single time he does, we talk about it on the show and laugh. And it makes <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's a genius. <laughs> Because he's like, how could they possibly make fun of me for raising money for tornado yeah. victims in of Kentucky? And, you can't. And we can't. But we laugh. <laughs> but we that's why we laugh. Because <laughs> yeah. we're like, God damn it, he's he's he's, he's done it again. So uh, uh, Cal's guy of the week, Paul. What, uh, what what does what does Cal slash Kentucky have to do to get you back? It's, th this particular team, because um, because I'm thinking about it. Like what we've seen so far is the. the I'm I'm kind of out on this experience. Cal Cal wants us to be out. He puts out these videos that say, "Be patient. We're not yeah. that good. We need time." Um, but they're still fourth on Ken Palm Tate. The, mm -hmm. the algorithm loves them. The AP poll. They're what? They're they they shouldn't be ranked. If we're they're nineteenth. They're nineteenth, which is you know obviously not great. But like, for God's sakes, they they've lost both games away from Rupp. They haven't won a game away from Rupp Arena. Um, and the, the best team they've beaten there is who. I don't, I don't, I don't, what did you say? Duquesne? Duquesne, was that, was yeah. That 
Um, so their schedule coming up. They got Bellerman on on Tuesday. It's Bellerman, by the way. The the yeah, shout out to Bellerman, the Ballerman. Um, <laughs> they have Michigan and London on Sunday. Jay Billis on the call. Yep. Dan Schulman. Then they play Yale at home on, on December 10th. Then they're UCLA and Madison Square Garden on December 17th, uh, which we'll be there for. We'll be there. Um what if, if they if they run the table there, are you back are we back in on them? Is that or is that still not enough? Because I'm I'm looking I, at them like I don't enough. I don't think that's I still don't it's think that's really enough. enough. Yeah, I think for me And like how are they gonna win me back? How how am I gonna get to a point where I'm like, holy shit, Kentucky might win the national championship again? How long is it gonna take? I'm thinking it's like you get into the meat of the SEC schedule. I I think it's January 14th for me. I'm looking at their schedule and it's at Tennessee. I think I'm going to learn a lot about them at Tennessee. I think they're at Bama before that too. So like by then we will have a We will have we'll, we'll have, have an idea. Yeah. And if they start out the SEC schedule, like let's say they they play Louisville on uh December 31st. They blow out Louisville. Of course they will. They get a bunch of confidence from that game and they go hot into the SEC schedule. They win a couple big road games. Sheboy's looking great. He's putting up 20 and 20. Uh-huh. And you and I are looking at each other and they're saying, "Wow, Kentucky, scary team." Yeah. Cal was right. Yeah. Preach patience and uh and let's see what happens. So, maybe maybe early January is the next time I'm really checking it cuz even if they beat UCLA handily in MSG, I still will say I need some time to see what this team looks like because right now I think Tennessee's the best team in the SEC. So let's I mean, see what they look like on the road. Gun to my head, Kentucky's the fourth best team in the SEC. Tennessee, Bama, Arkansas, Kentucky. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think Would t- you disagree with that? I mean, they might I, be they, they I think Arkansas might be I think Tennessee, Arkansas are the two that I have at the top yeah. of my mind. But you and I have already talked about Arkansas and some of their Bama you know, Bama, I don't think is gonna win because they're gonna jacket a ton of threes and play iso ball and, yeah. and lose like four or five games they shouldn't lose in the sec and maybe not four or five commit or dumb three. fouls yeah uh <laughs> they're, they're gonna give they're away. young yeah they're, young. they're gonna give away a few games but in terms of like ceiling if we're talking if we're doing ceiling talk who's got the highest ceiling kentucky's got the fourth highest ceiling for sure in the SEC, mm. i think yeah and i, I think I mean, arkansas is the highest ceiling i think arkansas is the highest ceiling by sure. by yeah. a good amount yeah. like yeah. if arkansas locks it up and actually plays basketball instead of all the other yeah, <laughs> crap that they do. I agree. Yeah, they would be a scary team. I agree. Um, yeah, all right. Well, so there, there you is. go, Cal's guy. Uh, do we take a break? You want to come back and talk about Purdue? Yeah, let's do that. We should do that. Quick break to talk about our friends at Coors Light. These days, it seems life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then, it's important to stop and reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. The holidays are on their way, and so are the festivities that come along with them. But in between the shindigs and socializing, it's important to pause and make time for the little moments too. So be sure this holiday season to take a second or two and chill with Coors Light, the beer that's literally made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That's when you know it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And this holiday season, you can go to CoorsLight.com slash TNT for your chance to win an exclusive chill holiday kit complete with sweatsuit, beanie, socks, and gift cards. No purchase necessary. Ends January 2nd, 2023 at 11.59.59 p.m. Central Time. Must be legal resident of the 50 U.S. states or D.C. 21 years of age or older. Void by prohibited. See official rules at BelieveInChill.com for entry instructions, odds, prizes, restrictions, etc. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's talk about Purdue and UConn because those are the two teams that, uh, frankly, their fans have been listening to the show. If they are listening to the show, that have been uh, hitting the fast-forward button. They're like, when's the Purdue talk? When's the UConn talk? Get to it. We gave you your own segment, basically. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the actual segments. 
Um, they, they've been waiting, Tate. Uh, I want to start with Purdue because um, it's it's I am a Purdue booster, and uh, you know that's that's why we're going to start with Purdue. And those though, are facts. No disrespect to UConn, I do not give money to UConn. Mm -hmm. I do not give my hard-earned money to UConn. I do, do I. once a year uh, <laughs> donate money to, to the Purdue <laughs> Day of Giving. Um, so I I was watching Purdue uh, beat Duke pretty handily. Like like Duke made it interesting there for a second, and they threw the two three zone out there act of desperation if we're being completely honest i also like per purdue overloading on that yeah. that was great making duke look stupid they didn't even know what to do phyllis and shulman did all they could at the start when when uh uh at first like the zone is kind of working they they made it seem like this might have been a stroke of genius from john shire act of desperation from john shire of course and then you know, felt a little more active desperation mm -hmm. uh anyway um purdue handily beats duke after they handily beat gonzaga they they are absolutely rolling and um what what makes this team so interesting is that like Purdue was so interesting last year because of their their roster makeup and everything, but but they lose Jaden Ivey Tate, who I I think uh, most talented players in Purdue history. Uh, you're putting Glenn Robinson's probably at the top, if not Rick Mount, those two, mm -hmm. Joe Barry Carroll, it's probably still above Jaden Ivey. That maybe not though. I don't know. I'd have to ask the old heads how they how they feel about it. Rick Mount and Glenn Robinson are definitely one and two in some order. Yeah, Ivy might be third in terms of just raw talent. Like I'm not talking about like the impact in the college game. I'm talking about just like you know what I'm saying. You know yeah. the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe the one point is top five talented. And by the, the end program. of his career with the Pistons, we may look back yeah. and people are going to say he was the best. He was number one. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you, you lose a guy who's one of the most talented players in the history of the program. Uh, you lose a guy in Travion Williams who I think could have been an All American if he, if Zach Eady wasn't on the team. If we just, if we just, you know, if 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 you take Zach, if Zach Eady is the one that, if if Purdue lost Zach Eady and Jay Nivey and Travion Williams was back with this Purdue team that they have, Travion Williams might be an All American. In fact, I'd probably bet on him to win All American honors this mm -hmm. year. Um, so you lose those two guys. There's a ton of questions coming into the season about who's going to run point for this team, um, what what their guard play is going to look like in general. And Purdue has somehow not only answered those questions, but this team has like, it's early. It's early. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But this team is, is, is more fun, certainly, than last year's team. I do think they're better from what we've seen right now. Put a pause on the season and put a pause on last season at this point when uh, Purdue beat Carolina and Villanova, I want to say, in the, uh, yep. the Springfield deal, the Hall of Fame. Hall game, of right? Fame like games. At this point yep. in the season. Um, I, it, you know, I... I I don't want to let my imagination run wild here and say that they're going to definitively be better and they're going to definitely beat St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 this time or anything like that. <laughs> um, but what I've seen, this Purdue team is better, and that seems that given the run up to the season, that seems impossible, Tate. That we could be here today and think that Purdue is better. So how are they doing it? And that's where it gets tricky because every single way you would describe that this Purdue team is doing it is just a white guy basketball player trope. That's it. They yeah. take care of the ball. They move the ball. They make yeah. smart decisions. They <laughs> hustle. They, they make fundamental plays. Every guy on the court around Edie can shoot. Um, it, 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 there's no other way to talk about Purdue other than just be like, picture Jimmy Chitwood, multiply him by four, put him around Zach Edie, put, put him around like a monster. Yeah. That's their basketball team. <laughs> and Zach Edie started playing basketball when he was 15. And you can see now that he's getting better at basketball. Like he's finally, like it's all kind of coming together at yeah. a high level. And then Braden Smith, I mean, you're a sucker for the Mr. Basketballs in Indiana. I am. But he is a nice, like true 
<laughs> I'm doing it now. All the tropes that are coming to mind, but he he just is that Indiana point guard that makes the right play. That is that is what he is by nature, and that what that's what he Braden, naturally Braden does. Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer are giving me big time Ty Jerome Kyle guy vibe. We need to have yeah. we need to have Kyle on to ask him about Purdue. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't want to ask him about Virginia. I want to see his thoughts on uh Braden Smith, Braden Smith, and uh, Fletcher Lawyer. He 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 probably watches other Mister Basketballs, right? That's gotta uh, absolutely. Be I think he is, should. There, is there like a Mister Basketball house, like the Heisman House? I wonder. I gotta ask Greg. There should be. <laughs> Greg, there should be. Greg, are you invited? <laughs> Brought to you by uh, Nissan. <laughs> um. But I, I I get Ty Jerome Kyle guy vibes from them, and you're saying to yourself, is it because they're both white? Yes, the answer mm-hmm. is yes. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's 100 percent why. But uh, no, I mean Braden Smith is tough as shit, dude. He's he's got like the right amount of swagger. Um, I I, I need to get my de- first of all, we reached out to Coach Titus. Coach Titus said he's he's busy all day. He, he said, said he, he would love to come. He on would the love show. to come on the show. He wanted to talk about Purdue. But he just didn't, like, have, didn't have the time. I was like, Dad, you're a Purdue hater. Purdue just beat Indiana for the old Oak and Bucket. They're going to the Big Ten Championship in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, their basketball team is now, what, what, what is Purdue ranked? Fifth? Are they fifth in the, yeah. the AP people? Um, they look unstoppable. What do you mean you don't have time? And he's like, it's a weird coincidence, Mark, but my schedule is completely booked. I would love to come on. <laughs> Strange day for him. Yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't no, know. No, I think he's putting his notes together is what he said. He said, okay. I need some time. I, you got to. Well, he's waiting for Wednesday night. When 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 IU right. knocks off the Tar right. Heels, then he'll come out. He's got a he's got a I I I came up with this when I was talking to him yesterday. I was like, Dad, you got to come on the show and explain to us because you have a PhD uh in in Purdue Hayton, and then I realized PhD might stand for Purdue Hayton degree. Like that's <laughs> that's my dad's PhD. Yeah, yeah. He's you a should, Purdue hater. That's like a like a banner he has on his wall. You yeah. know, yeah, I got a PhD, a Purdue, Purdue hate degree. Purdue hate and doctorate is what I got. Um, they moved up 19 spots by my, the way. In the my AP dad poll. is shook, and the and all of the old heads of Indiana are shook, Tate, because uh, this Purdue team is not only very good and looks to be unstoppable at this point in the season, um, but they Matt Painter has somehow taken Bob Knight's entire approach to basketball, stolen it. Mm. Uh, put a Purdue jersey on it, put it out onto the floor of Mackey Arena, and has like no one is calling him out on this or has a problem with this or like thinks it's that appropriation. This is, this, this is perverted that he's yeah. done this, mm-hmm. um, but he's getting away with it. And I, I, you know, and I think that's what's got my dad and his fellow uh, Hoosier boomers sick to their stomach to witness a Purdue team that um, is the best team in college basketball. Matt Painter has been the best coach. Uh, for years at off-ball movement, which is, you know, like the the so much of basketball is, has become ball screen oriented because of the NBA trickle-down effect. And Matt Painter's like, let's pump the brakes on that. What if the guy holding the ball just holds the ball and then someone has some action away from the ball uh, and sets a screen? And what if we cut away from the ball? What mm. if we tried that? Mm. And Purdue's doing that and people that are guarding them are like, what the fuck what is, is this? What is going on? Yeah, yeah. Purdue's like playing real basketball <laughs> yeah. and teams are like completely confounded. Yeah. They're just looking like, at the what bench. Is this? That's why they have to run zone because Duke's like, what, what's happening yeah, here? What's happening? I'm used to AAU basketball. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Um, so anyway, I uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Purdue a lot this season, but uh, Purdue is is very much legit because uh, I, I'm worried. I, I, I won't lie. I'm slightly worried about like a great defensive guard minded guard, like a team like a Virginia, a team like a Houston, um, a team like a Baylor. Uh, I think Arizona is a great matchup for Purdue. The guards are great at, at Purdue. I, I, what we've seen from them is incredible. They've stepped up there. They've answered all the, it's, 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 it's going to be hilarious to look back on, uh, um, at the end of the year and, and wonder why we were questioning Purdue's guard play coming into the season when that's very much a strength for them right now. Um, but I am, I, I would like to see before I get too crazy. Uh, I would like to see them go up against a, a team like a Virginia or a Houston or a, where they're just like 
the ball pressure is insane on these guards. They're they're the toughness of the defense that they're facing is like, what the hell is this? You know, because I think Duke and Gonzaga as first of all, not that not as great as their jerseys would say they are, you know, beating Duke and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. But also both of those programs are very much finesse defensive teams, you know. Yeah. Those are not no matter how good Duke and Gonzaga ever are, you never have at least since like Shane Batty had graduated from Yeah, Duke, that's not what they're gonna hang their hat. You've on. never pointed at either mm-hmm. one of those teams and said they're gonna punch you in the mouth on the defensive end. They could step it up in spurts. Yeah, yeah but that's not who they are. So as I would an identity. like to see Purdue, which is gonna happen in the Big Ten, you know, like when the when the games start getting physical and stuff. And I'm not saying that Purdue has to win every single game they play and once they lose, I'm out on them. But um And what's I would like to see that before I get too excited. And let's be honest, what is the worst thing that is that usually comes to to bite Purdue, you know, at the end of the day? It's expectations. And I think that it to me they were sitting in a good spot at 24. They right. were off the beaten path. Right. They were off the radar, but they obviously have a lot of talent. And now I want to see, like, I wouldn't be surprised they go down to Florida State and we look up and Florida State has a lead, you know, with five minutes yeah. to go in the first half. And you're like, what's going on here? And then right? my dad's like, my schedule just cleared <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Coach Hines is like, <laughs> I'm crazy. free. He just texts us, I'm free. Sends a Zoom link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that's that's the only thing that I have with Purdue is that every single time it feels like, I'm like, okay, they got me. I'm buying in. Yeah. That's right when they break your heart. So, And I think Purdue fans are aware of that, and that's why sure. they're trying to to give themselves a little bit of a leash because they got to number one around the same time last year for the first time in program history. We were, we were, but, we were, check, we were cashing all the checks for these guys. And then, right. You know, the we saw it happen. The difference with this team and last year is, uh, number one, you don't have a pro last year. Uh, Trevion Williams had to come off the bench. That was, yeah, that was tough. He had to play cause he's so good. He's, mm-hmm. he's, Two of your three best players couldn't play together. Mm-hmm. Travion Williams and Zach Eady couldn't play together. They both had to play. They couldn't play together. That's <laughs> yes. that's a problem. That's going to be a problem all season. Um, you run back that exact same Purdue roster, even even in the loss to St. Peter's, and they have time to reflect and all that. You're still going to have problems all season because you can't play both of those guys together, and they mo- they both must play. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jaden Ivey, love him to death. Um, was he, probably overrated as a college player. Was, he was an was, NBA player. He was an college. NBA player. He yeah. was a black hole. He did not fit in Purdue system in that all the the things I just said, like the off ball, like Matt Painter's like taking Bob Knight film from 1993 and crunching it and saying like, what is the motion offense? How do we set screens? What, you know, how do we cut away from the ball? How do we, um, yeah, confuse defenses that way? Jaden Ivey was like, how do I get the ball in my hand and make a play? And Matt Painter was like, I mean, you're so talented. We have to give you the ball, but also at the same time, we would like Shit, to run our yeah. offense. We would like to run the offense. I'm trying to coach here. <laughs> yeah. um, so that that was a, that was the tug of war with Purdue all year. And then throw on top of it, they just they didn't give a shit about defense at any point last year. And mm-hmm. that was that was partially a Jaden Ivey problem because again, he's an NBA player. He doesn't want to play college basketball. And, and uh, th- this group of guys, the Purdue team that they have now, I don't know how good they're going to be defensively because there are limitations to. And, and again, Mark, are you saying it's because they're white? Yes, it's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to you know hide that. It is. It's fact. <laughs> they're, they're not super athletic, I don't think, yeah. on, on the perimeter. Um, so I don't know how good they're going to be defensively, but they are going to actually try, and for that reason, they're going to be better defensively than they were last year. I'm with you. I'm and they with actually you. play as a team, and they actually, you know, like they're actually, they actually care about defense. And it is kind of funny that, you know, going into the season, the the narrative was about all the bigs in college basketball, and obviously Sheboy, Baycott, Timmy, those were the names we talk about, but now we got the secondary guys that are now really the first ballot guys where it's Edie and Tubelis and, you know, Sonogo, Sonogo. These yeah. are the guys that are that are jumping up and, and, and they're saying, hey, we're actually right. 
we're bought in this year and we're going to dominate. Can I humbly submit the Indiana Purdue rivalry as the rivalry to step up and fill the void of there you go. Duke Carolina? Remember, uh, we, remember I when like I talked it. about that in the preseason? Like the, there's a, a rivalry vacuum because Kentucky Louisville's dead. Dead. Uh, Duke Did Car- it ever exist? Duke, yeah, I know. Duke Carolina's dead. Uh, Georgetown Syracuse is dead. I mean, it's, it's, it's been dead. <laughs> dead and gone. I revived it. We, we revived it just to kill it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Arizona UCLA is is interesting. That's but, the one that's the got thing, my attention. The thing about IU Purdue that's going to get people fired up is what I just said. That like Matt Painter has become it's an Bob, identity crisis. It's an identity crisis. Matt Painter is about to beat IU. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. But Matt Painter has built a Bob Knight program, minus all the other off court shenanigans with Bob Knight. This, this this Purdue team looks like a Bob Knight team in the 80s mm. and 90s. This looks like a Bob Knight team. They play like a Bob Knight team. Um, and he is, grew up around Bob Knight. So at the end of the day, I mean, he was friends with Pat Knight. Right. And, and this is the person that he, he learned. He wanted to go to IU. Yeah, he learned the game from Bob Knight. So I think I think that I but I still think Indiana's very good, dude. I think Indiana's gonna be very good. And I, think I mean, these are two top ten teams. I mean, that, have, that is that is the beauty of it. And you have two head coaches that played at those schools, which is a rare. Duke Carolina has that, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a rarity if you think about it. Like the best rivalries, like Arizona UCLA does not have that. Michigan Michigan State does. Tom Izzo didn't play at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, since Xavier doesn't have that, so mm-hmm. to have a rivalry where it's the two guys that are alums that played at these schools, they're now coaching their teams. It's but then Matt Painter's also like more IU than Mike Woodson is. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to watch them play. And because... both programs are trying to get into that Final Four actual conversation where we, yeah. we're going to bring a banner back and Purdue's trying to get one up there and Indiana's like, we're due. It's about time. I'm saying, time. like, n- not re- again, th- that's that's the missing piece. It's like it, Purdue has to win a national title for it to really go nuts. Yeah. Uh, Indiana has to get start getting back to Final Fours. But yeah, like if you if you fast forward like the next five, six, seven years, and I don't know, I don't even know if Purdue has to win a national title, but Purdue gets to like Indiana goes to the Final Four, maybe Purdue goes to like two or something. Mm-hmm. Now then we're talking. On. Now it's on. And Matt now Painter, it's really on. Matt Painter is uh, you know one of the top tier college basketball coaches and still coaches college basketball. Which in a world where every coach wants to coach NBA basketball or let these guys play NBA basketball at the college level, Matt Painter is a throwback. In that sense, so it's fun to watch. And Woody is playing that game because he's now coming back from the NBA side and trying to merge the two right. things. So it it is pretty fascinating. No, I'm going to say this: it's a good I, contrast. I, I, here's the hypothetical: Purdue wins one national championship. It's on. It's if, if Purdue wins one national championship. Well, because India, your Indiana, dad, your dad won't come on the show for a year. No, if, if Purdue wins one national championship, the Indiana Purdue basketball rivalry catapults itself to the top of the best rivalries in college basketball. Because I probably like. What happens next is going to be just insane. Because mm-hmm. the, the as much as they hate each other, there's like an understanding. Because every single Purdue Indiana argument follows the exact same script. Um, it, it and it always ends with the Indiana fans saying banners, and then Purdue fans roll their eyes. You know, like mm-hmm. no matter how you get there, that's what it ends up at. So the, if Purdue not only wins a championship, but wins one like in a modern era when Indiana hasn't won since 1987, and Indiana no longer has that trump card, it is so fucking on, dude. They're gonna they, Indiana fans are gonna. <laughs> They're going to lose their minds. They're going to be gonna catatonic. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to be in a catatonic state yes. for weeks. Yes. Because that is that is the standard. That is what it is. Yeah. It's like we always have the trump card at the end of the day. Then they have no trump card. And if they there's... lose that, then Mike Woodson, yeah. I mean, they're going to be all over. Hot seat. Rick yeah. Pitino to Indiana. <laughs> Rick Pitino to Indiana. <laughs> put it in. <laughs> uh, let's talk about UConn quickly, and then we'll do some shout-outs. Okay. 8-0, uh, all wins by 15 points. 
uh, UConn is another team, and I think this is why UConn and Purdue are both fascinating. Not only are they dominating and winning, um, and 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 in big big ways and like fun to watch and all that, but they were two teams that coming into the season had so many question marks. And UConn uh, brings back Sonogo, brings back Andre Jackson, who doesn't even start for them anymore, has mm-hmm. now been relegated to the bench. Uh, who else came back? Jordan Hawkins, I want to say, was is is in that mix. Um, other than that, it's it's it, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of freshmen, a lot of transfers um, that they have to make that we have to make sense of, and so they were not a team that was on our radar other than Sonogo. Like if you would have asked me before the season tipped off, what do I think about UConn? I would have just probably said Sonogo, <laughs> and then the, and then you would have been like, can you give me more, Mark? And I would have said, no, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for you, Sonogo. That's it. I'm short. My brain short circuited. That's all I got. That's all they bring back. That's the only thing. The only thing to be excited about. And uh, so all, to have a team where you have so many question marks, and for them to like put it all together in the way that they have, um, their new guys have been incredible. Newton from uh, East Carolina was one of those guys that's like following the the, the same uh, 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 pattern or the the same. We, we've seen this mold before of the the transfer that lights it up at a smaller school, steps up a level. Can he bring the production to the higher level? So far, he can. He's been he can. incredible. Um, he's been awesome. Uh, uh, the, the big dude from, uh, the, from the big Bristol. white dude they have. Yeah. I mean, what the hell he, he played, he doesn't even play half the games and he's put up like double doubles. Dude. And then I, I was going back cause I was watching UConn and I'm like, this freshman is, you know, legit. And then I, I, you know, I just went to slams pay. I type in Donovan Klingon and then I go to, you know, his, his slam page. This guy was, you know, he had like 51 and 25 in high school. Yeah. I mean, just dominating in Connecticut. And uh, like you said, he just comes in and makes an impact. They have size. They have length. They have good players. Everybody that sees the floor is like 6'4 or taller. They play connected. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dan Hurley, he he weirdly kind of has them moving. And we kind of laugh and make fun of him sometimes. This is a guy who drew charges on the sideline himself as a coach, which I've never seen before in college basketball. He can be a little fiery and annoying at times. But you can't knock the hustle of this UConn team. I mean, they they are completely locked in. And shout out to Luke Murray because the fact that they have Luke Murray on the bench over there, he got out of Dodge with Louisville, and they got Bill Murray as a fan. So when we get to the NCAA tournament, UConn's going to have Bill Murray on their side, which is a that's a huge W. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that you want. Uh, yeah, man, they're they they've been a ton of fun to to watch so far. And, and UConn um, fans are, I mean, they're blue blood. I mean, they they have blue blood level fans and blue blood blue blood level engagement. So they're, I mean, all the UConn people in my life, Sean Hurley, he, one of the one of those guys. I saw him on Saturday. Actually, I was walking around. He's, die he's hard got, husky. He's, got a, he's literally got a husky named Kimbo that he walks around. Exactly. And, uh, I. Uh, and he's like, he's, talk about the Huskies. And I'm like, yeah. feed me information. Yeah. <laughs> feed and, me and, the goods. and he goes, Mark, what do you think about the Huskies? And I was like, Sonogo. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but what else? And he's I was like, like, yeah, what about him? I was like, good to see you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, our, our <laughs> but yeah, no, it's going to uh, be a fun year for you, Kyle. No, uh, Jackson's incredible. He had a big game against Iowa State, Andre Jackson, who uh, is, is again, I, I'm trying not to sound like a, um, too much like a, uh, uh, I don't know. I, whatever a coach or, or 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 an old an old head but like he does do all the little things like the fact that this man was a starter on the team last year gets demoted quote unquote to the bench uh not only accepts his role but like thrives in it thrives. um he he had like 13 and 10 five assists against Iowa State uh just does uh, yeah he does all the little things dude he's he's and and those are the kind of guys you need when you have a team of of huge roster turnover to have a guy like that that's like I, I am willing to you go to you go to Dan Hurley and say I am willing to do whatever role you want to give me 
He says, all right, we're going to have to bring you off the bench because of X, Y, Z. And he's like, done. I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's win basketball games. And they're blowing everybody out. They still don't, like, I don't. I think they're going to end up leading the country in bench points. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, they literally, that's the thing that stands out to me when you look at this team. It's like, sure, the starters, but when they bring in the second unit, it's a unit. You got to deal with it. And they all put up (laughs) points and they're all talented. And uh, they're like nine, 10 deep, legit. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they run the platoon system. Maybe that's their new move. They're like, we actually are the platoon. I'm looking at their schedule now. Um, Creighton, I mean Creighton's the one because I'm I'm thinking Creighton like, and like, Connecticut battling to see who's going to take over the Big East without Villanova right now is uh that that's a fascinating conversation yeah because Creighton has the best starting five I think in the country as far as their connectivity and the talents and how they mesh together but UConn, UConn like I said the they have the best yeah. depth maybe yeah. in the country so that's gonna be that's gonna be a good matchup and yeah. UConn number eight in the country now by the way so that's, that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's good that's awesome it's good for college there are basketball. a lot of good teams man. Yes. I mean, there are a lot and of, a lot of bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like the fact that like Gonzaga is bad, but they're not. Like, yeah, the they're fact not that terrible. They're, the fact that they're yeah. 14th is wild mm-hmm. and they should be. I, I, I would probably put them lower, to be honest. Like Illinois 16th. Illinois should be higher. I me. think so. I um, think so. Even a team like San Diego State, who, who I get that like San Diego State fans came away from Maui with a bad taste in their mouth and uh, you gift the game to Arkansas and. I think San Diego State's gonna be very good this year. I agree. I think San Diego State is going to. You know who's uh, another can, team? Can they get over the hump in March? You know, Mountain West teams in the March and in, in March Madness. We understand there's a there's a pattern there. Um, I I get that, but uh, I don't you know, know, man. You I, know another team I, that I, I like to pieces. see in the top twenty five? Your yeah. Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm glad you said it. Dave. I think they're a top twenty five team, and I'm happy to see them there. And uh, I think they got a good opportunity on Wednesday night against Duke to make a statement, say we're really legit. And then yeah. shoot up five, ten spots, and then Duke will probably drop down one. They'll probably be right behind <laughs> Duke after, the, after yeah, beating them in Cameron. We got. Uh, I'm looking at our schedule now. I'm, I, I gotta. We just gotta beat Duke, man. We you gotta, gotta beat. We Duke. gotta beat Duke. Back to back years. Dude, hang the banner, dude. Saturday, I, I pulled up the Ken Palm algorithm. You ready for this? <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think you're ready. Saturday, December seventeenth, North Carolina mm-hmm. versus Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes, according to. Kenneth Pomeroy. Mm-hmm. The first. 50, 51, 51% chance to win. Buckeyes oh, are picked to win. The, the, the algorithm, <laughs> algorithm says Buckeyes are taking the W. I would say that Kim Palm Dude, is not you, a fan of this North Carolina team, to say the least. I love Kim Palm. I've always loved Kim Palm. You know that. Hold on. Let me let me search where our boy Evan. Yeah, Kyle. what's Evan got? Can, can you do uh, that matchup? Evan, Evan's algorithm. Come had, on, Evan. So Ken Palm's got the Buckeyes at, what are we at, 19th? Oh, my God, dude. Let's go. Uh, Evan's got the Buckeyes at 28th. What are we doing? Yeah. Behind St. Mary's? Come get, on. Get that algorithm. We're behind Mississippi. Dude, Memphis, Mississippi State, mm. Maryland, all ahead of Ohio State? No. That's a no for me. Sorry, Evan. I'm a Ken Palm guy. I'm back to Ken Palm. <laughs> <laughs> Always have been. Always been a Ken Palm guy. Uh, anyway, congrats to uh, UConn and uh, Purdue for your November national championship. It's uh, very exciting times. A lot of lot of, uh, lot of of banners being hung around. I love it. It's good, it's good for the sport. It's good for the sport. No, like j- big picture thoughts, though. Uh, the brought back, the brought guys back teams to have like North Carolina and TCU, I guess were the best examples. There are others though, like Indiana's doing well. Virginia's doing well. Creighton's doing well. 
But to have like two teams like North Carolina and TCU, they're trying to figure it out when you brought all these guys back and you thought that continuity should be there and make a ton of sense. And then to have um, teams like UConn and Purdue and I throw Arizona in that mix mm-hmm. of uh, question marks. Like, how are you going to replace guys? And yeah. how is the roster turnover? And how Arkansas can, how, is certainly one of those teams. And Illinois. I, and I feel like the talent actually hurt their projections for this season because you're like, how can you replace Benedict, Benedict Matherin and Dalen Terry? And it's like, well, you don't have to. And this team doesn't necessarily have to be better than that team, but yeah. they might be you know, good enough yeah. this year to be a champion. All right. Uh, shout out to closeouts. Let's wrap this up. Big shout out for me. Shout out to the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, Maryland is one of those teams that I have a soft spot for. You know this, Mark Titus, except for when I'm playing them and they're beating me. I do not have a soft spot for them. Mm -hmm. But the Maryland Terrapins hate Duke the same way that I hate Duke. So I've always, tip of the cap, respected that. And uh, Kevin Willard um, goes down there from Seton Hall. You know, a lot of people were not necessarily, you know, thumping their chest when that hire was made. But what Kevin Willard has done so far. Yeah, it wasn't a great sign when Seton Hall was like, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, we want Shaheen Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. want we want the new high coach. But Kevin Willard, this program looks legit. They look like Maryland basketball. They're playing like a team. I mean, they're blowing people out. I know the last. I mean, they blew out Miami, um, beat them by eighteen points. That that was a big moment in time. So, just in general, I wanted to point out the Maryland Terrapins. I think they're fun. I think they're good. I think they're better than Duke. I, I'll just put that out there. I know the AP poll doesn't believe that, but Maryland is better than Duke, a hundred percent. 100 out of 100 times, they would beat Duke, in my opinion, this year. Um, so shout out to Maryland. Happy for you. Happy I wanna, to see it. I want to shout out this guy who just tweeted at me a genius idea. His his <laughs> Twitter is just LDB, I'd, so I, I don't know what the guy's name LDB. is, but you know who you are. Uh, he, he says that over time, he's responding to uh, the Carolina-Bama game that just like wouldn't end, and everyone's like, please, for the love of God, just flip a coin and get this thing over with. Yeah. Um, Change over, he says, change overtime to three minutes and then second overtime to two minutes and then one minute every overtime after that. Which I don't, I just like the idea of uh, starting with five minutes. I, I, yeah. think, I think you stay with five minutes, then you do four minutes, then three. I like that idea. I want yeah. to shout him out for that. I, I love that idea as moving forward. And we already kind of do that in college football. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always move the goalposts yeah. in college football because we're like, get this game over with. So let's just do it in college Second basketball. overtime should be four minutes, third overtime is three minutes. Fourth overtime's two minutes. I like one minute because it's basically two possessions. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's you know, like, it's like if you score, you yeah. win. If you don't, goodbye. One minute overtime is incredible. Is incredible. That's an incredible I would watch idea. Because yeah. then, then you can also like milk the clock. You know, teams will just be pounding the ball up top for 25 seconds. If they got a guy like Caleb Love, they're just like, step back three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes in, great. If not, we lose. Um, I want to shout out in the way that you shouted out Maryland. I also want to shout out West Virginia, who might be good, dude. Yeah, West Virginia was supposed to be booty cheeks. They are mm. not. So far, no booty cheeks. They are more face cheeks. <laughs> We're talking cheeks. They're more Different on the face. Cheeks. Big plump face cheeks because they're smiling. Yeah. in Morgantown. Um, still no Jose Perez, by the way, the transfer from Manhattan. He's still working on his appeals process. But West Virginia. Uh, is, so they have a conference player of the year on the way. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, and they uh they got a they got a good thing going, dude. They're winning some basketball games and. You know, it's again, it's still that time of the year where it's, uh, you know, when the Big 12 season rolls around, West Virginia might lose 11 in a row and we'll laugh at the, the idea of, I mean, that, that literally happened to Iowa State last year. Remember, Iowa mm-hmm. State was like undefeated and <laughs> then lost like every Big 12 game. Yeah. Really. Uh, so maybe that happens. Maybe West Virginia really is the worst team in the Big 12. But um, as it's starting to, as it's starting to bear itself out, maybe being the worst team in the Big 12 is still better than being like the fifth best team in some of these other conferences. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good idea. And also Bob Huggins, did you see that Nike picture where they had all the coaches on stage and like Roy Williams, Tom Izzo and everyone and they're all 
kind of together, you know, and Phil Knight takes the photo off. Bob Huggins is just standing off by himself. <laughs> yeah, just, like, so give me the hell out of here. Yeah, it's awesome. So can shout out say, Dougie Bear. Can we be done with the PK bullshit? It was terrible. It's that, terrible. It's dude. the worst tournament maybe in history. I, and you know what I was thinking as I was watching? Carolina had the most fans there, apparently, is what people said. That's, there's no way that's true. That's what the people said. I watched that game. There's no way that's true. That's what the people said. And if it is true, then in this event, Exactly. Now, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And then I looked at the crowd, and it's like, it's like 18 there Carolina like 2, fans. There were 2,000 people at the Carolina Exactly. It, and and that's the problem. And all I could think about the entire time, if Phil Knight was really this marketing genius, right? If he's going to have the PK-80, he should have had it in Alaska and brought back the Great, Great Alaskan, Alaskan Shootout, but under the Phil Knight banner. But it's not about Alaska. It's about Phil Knight. I know. And this is what... I, I will rail against any idea that's... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just... It, this gives me Mr. K vibes. Yeah. The whole, like, throwing a party for you like the, the first one that came around was cool because they tried to market it as though it was like nike's idea and phil knight like showed up at the games he's, he's like, like what oh, is this yes this it's, is for me the, but the birthday was, party it, it, for it me? was coach k it yeah, was the, yeah. it was the coach k yeah. farewell tour but yeah, for phil knight coach k yeah or may, however you want to <laughs> it was presented to me like all these the roy williams and coach k and all these nike school coaches got together and said we need to do something for our, our the godfather of yeah of sports phil mm -hmm. knight um, and throw him a big birthday party in November, even though his birthday's in February. Still doesn't make sense. And so I remember watching that one, and I was like, this is kind of weird, but also whatever gets all these great teams together, I'm for it. Uh, this one, woof. It was just, like, as an event, I, I some great games. I'm not taking away from that, but, like, as an event, get it out of my face forever. Agreed. I don't, it, need, I don't need any more Phil Knight. Like, like the trophies they hand out, too, like, the... the, the trash. The, did the commanders, did the Washington commanders make those it, it felt like they had, a, they decided, they're like, do we have a trophy? They're like, absolutely, no, someone go get a trophy right yeah, now. Exactly. And also the fact, the most damning part of the whole tournament is that you stole Bill Walton away from the Maui Invitational. Yeah. Like the fact yes. that ESPN said, we're going to send Bill Walton to, to go get donuts in Portland, as yeah. opposed to sending him to the Maui Invitational, shame on you. Shame. 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 Uh, I want to shout out who, I got a few more I want to hit. Uh, Carolyn Peck. Uh, women's Hall of Famer, um, 1999 head coach of the Purdue women's basketball team, my favorite women's basketball team of all time, Tate. Uh, just wiped the floor with everybody they played in that tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, won every game by, I think it was, I think 13 was their closest game on their run to the title. Uh, I don't know, I just saw that she 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 got, in, she's getting inducted into the uh, Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. And Carolyn Peck, Carolyn Peck's one of those people that, like Carolyn Peck and Tom Coverdale are two people <laughs> that, uh, I will always think are absolute legends. And like, if they walked into the room, I might actually get down on my knees and start bowing to them. And like every other person has to not only wouldn't bow to them, but they have to, you have to explain to them who they are. Yeah. But, but those are like the two people to me that I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a, that's royalty, right? There. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's how it works. And that's why it's special, you know, yeah. in those places. Cause there's different, it, who cares about Matthew McConaughey in those places? That's yeah. Tom F. Yeah. Coverdale. No, yeah. Oh dude, Matthew McConaughey, Tom Coverdale, both walk in to Kilroy's on Kirkwood. Yeah. Tom Coverdale is going home with the hottest chick in the bar. No question mm -hmm. about it. No question. And if he doesn't, burn the entire university yeah. to the ground and build it up from And five people call McConaughey Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he does, like that, that is, that, you, you, that's how you know Indiana basketball's back is if that happens. If to, send Tom mm -hmm. Coverdale to the bar and uh, see what happens. And if, if he gets hounded, Indiana basketball's back. I think I think there's yeah. a chance he yeah. would. I think <laughs> yeah. There's a chance he would, Mark. <laughs> um, I want to shout out Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State Buckeye Luke Fickle. You know what the people are saying, by the I way. I know what they're saying. Yeah, I know what they're saying. Man, 
Uh, thoughts and prayers to Ryan Day if he loses to Luke Fickle. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Luke Fickle's your one because, <laughs> yeah. boy, that is going to be... Well, Urban Meyer to Cincinnati now. That, that, oh, that, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. He went to Cincinnati, didn't he? Yeah. Bring Urban home. Bring Urban back to Ohio. Because if, if Ryan... I love if how I... Urban, Urban and LeBron are the two people that have... <laughs> Like 48 homes. Like you can make the argument that they need to come home. Yeah. And it's like a different. Florida. It could yeah. be Gainesville. It could be Utah. <laughs> yeah. It could be LA. Like, cause when Urban came, to, when Urban went to Jacksonville, he was going home yeah. to Florida. To Florida. Mm -hmm. Then that doesn't work out. And he comes back to Fox and he's coming home. To LA. Yeah. To LA where he mm -hmm. worked with Fox already. Mm -hmm. Where he, he belongs. Yeah. Where yeah. he belongs. And now he's going back home. <laughs> It's a good gig. It's all very confusing. Yeah, it's good to have multiple houses. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thoughts and prayers to Ryan Day, dude. If he loses to Wisconsin, that is. And if Urban goes to Cincinnati and starts stealing all of his recruits, I mean, that is uh, not going to be a good day. I'm uh, it's 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 uh, I I I I, I was prepared. I, I prepared a, a whole page of notes about Ryan Day, and I was prepared to sit down on the show. It, it the time has come and gone. I don't. I think that mm -hmm. no one gives a shit anymore about. Yeah. I mean, I think Michigan fans care, but uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to do the rant. Uh, I will just read this one bullet point that I wrote down. Please. Um, I Googled Mike Brable's contract. I definitely mm -hmm. did. So That's I'm not saying, idea. I don't want to, I don't want to make a case for like, I, I think it's time to move on from Ryan Day or I think it's not or whatever. I just want to say that uh, it elevated itself to a point that I officially have Googled Mike, Mike Vrabel's contract and started piecing that together it's so a good idea so that's where we're at yeah i mean i was googling <laughs> jeff saturday's interim contract to get him to north carolina football so mac brown has a successor so there you go enjoy, enjoy the win michigan um <laughs> jokes on you they are enjoying the win the michigan well, i mean the michigan football slash duke basketball fans in my life are uh they are losing their minds if you thought like so every, all of america is loving that ohio state lost this football game and i understand ohio mm -hmm. state foot fans are the worst i i i I'm not afraid to say that. Um, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll look in the mirror and say we suck. We're terrible. We're it's not a fun experience if you wear the wrong colors at the shoe. You know, um, but what I think people are, don't understand is that as you're dancing on Ohio State's grave and you're like, thank God we're shutting these annoying ass fans up. I think everyone has forgotten what a world would look like if Michigan football ran, if Michigan ran college football tape. Mm -hmm. If you think Ohio, Ohio State fans are are annoying as hell, but we're like. We're relatable about it. We're like, we're just, we're like, the, we represent like the white trash college football <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when you picture an Ohio State fan, he's got like a mullet and like an Archie Griffin jersey on. He's probably wearing receiver gloves and clapping them. <laughs> Michigan is like fucking wearing a monocle mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> like looking down on the pores and like they think they're Harvard. And then I'm saying, like, if Michigan uh, is actually dominating a football, <laughs> if you think Ohio State fans are bad, yeah. like it's, it's it, what I'm saying is it's been so long that since Michigan's been You've on, forgotten. everyone's forgotten. Yeah. And if you think Michigan fan, Michigan running college football will be better than Ohio State running college football, good luck to you. Yeah. I'm just saying, like the the world you're you're, you're throwing in yeah, one pro, one yes. world of problems for a whole new yes. one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm right also saying you. this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Jo That's a fair no, point. The joke is on. If we play again in the national championship or in the playoff, if Ohio State sneaks in, Michigan is so screwed, dude, because we are. they showed their whole playbook. Like, now we're going to be prepared for the long touchdown plays. Like, the the, mm -hmm. the ones where... Now like, you can stop them. Now, now we're going to be like, we didn't know you could do that. We didn't know you could just, like, score an 80-yard touchdown on us. So now we're going to scout that. Yeah. Be ready for it. We're going to watch the tape. Meanwhile, Michigan, the only plays they saw from us all game... Bubbles. Were bubble screens. <laughs> and, uh... And it's a big weekend for the bubbles, <laughs> for the people talking about the bubble, for the bubble screens. 
<laughs> and pitches to the running back out of shotgun on first and 35. They mm -hmm. saw that. Mm -hmm. We put that on film for him. Um, but are they going to be prepared for like a jet sweep, say, yeah. that Ryan Day has up his sleeve? So are they going to be prepared if, for <laughs> If Georgia loses to LSU in the SEC championship game, is there Michigan's a war? one and then Michigan's the one you guys are for? Yeah. Yeah. Like if and then you guys, or and, then you, LS, and then you guys, yeah. and then you play them in the playoff. Yeah. So you and guys, they beat us again. And then you guys are a, playing the long game. You guys are like, yeah. we'll, we'll lose this one because we're, we're trying to win the title. Ryan Day is going to talk so much shit about how he's got like an ace up his sleeve. And then the ace up his sleeve is going to be like a wide receiver screen in the middle of the field this time mm -hmm. instead of a bubble screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see it. <laughs> and meanwhile, your receivers, I've never seen anything like it. Marvin Harrison Jr. makes more one-handed catches than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. And he does it so casually that half the time they don't even react to it. I was like, throw this man the ball vertically, please. I'm sorry. That 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 loss has broke everybody in Columbus. It, last yeah. year, last year was easier because last year made sense. And last year computed in your brain. Yeah. This, this one did not this, compute. This time we're at home. Blake Corum goes out and everyone's like, we're good. We got yeah. this. The only thing that could ruin this is if Ryan Day shoots himself in the dick and Yeah. <laughs> He's Carlos Mencia. He's got the, he's he's got nothing. And Plaxico Bur Ryan Plaxico Burris Day. <laughs> <laughs> he went ahead and did it. He did it. Um, <laughs> shout out to the uh, United States of America men's soccer team. That was my last shout out. Team. Yeah, we're winning the World Cup tomorrow. I will say <laughs> Is that how it works. We win. I think so. Um, I will say I have enjoyed as someone who was the captain of his high school soccer team, played soccer his whole Nerd life. Alert. I uh, I I am very happy with the way that our touch. Our a, first our, touch? Our touch first is on a different it. level right now. And, uh, I, and I've never been excited like this about our actual touch as a as a team collectively. Usually we have two or three guys that have good touch, and then we have a bunch of like bozos in the back that make us look like Americans. Right. Right now, we're playing some quality football. I want to say this. I want to say this. Uh all of our Fox colleagues, uh, we love them all equally. Um, we uh we do not play favorites, but if we were to play favorites, okay. uh, I want to say as Christian Pulisic is leading the boys to a World Cup title, and you have Alexi Lalas, you have Landon Donovan, you have Clint Dempsey on set talking about what it means to be the face of U.S. soccer as as Christian Pulisic is carrying the team to heights. Hopefully, we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to go on record that Clint Dempsey is my goat and will forever be my goat. Yeah. Clint Dempsey is my guy. He's, he's my goat. He's always just in case, like any in case, like anyone wants to start having a debate about, you know, I was never a Landon of, Donovan guy. No, in fact, Landon Donovan represent. He was kind of like the face of mediocrity when it comes to like American soccer. Our Fox Sports colleague Landon Donovan, <laughs> uh, I I would not go that far. Um, no, I, was, I mean <laughs> he, he had great moments, but you know what I mean. It was like if that's our best, we're never going to get there. Clint Dempsey was more of just like a. He fired us all up because it was, you know. Well, I think as you watch, and he had the, the twang, you know, he had the Texas twang as to you, him. As you watch the World Cup, you realize that uh, all of these countries represent, like, like the soccer teams weirdly do represent the cultures that they're from. Yeah. Uh, like, like for example, like the Italians, mm -hmm. they're sissies. We we know, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. Greek, the Greeks play soccer like you would you would picture a group of Greek men, like they're mm -hmm. just trying to like build a brick wall and like yeah. throw shoulders into your face and like they're not even really interested in soccer. They're just trying to like you know. Do whatever the hell wrestle you, you mm -hmm. know, whatever that is. Um, so Clint Dempsey's my goat because Clint Dempsey embodies like the will of America, which is like, even if we're not the best, we're gonna kick your ass. Yeah. And we're not afraid. We're not afraid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, so like he that's why he's my goat. It doesn't yeah. even matter. I don't even need to hear about the skill or like what level, yeah. how much money they made playing or anything like that. Clint Dempsey was there for a fight. He represented America. He's my goat. Clint Dempsey dares to be <laughs> intrepid. 
unlike a lot of people in this life. And uh, he, you know, even if he didn't give us, give us a World Cup, he gave us glory. And so did Landon Donovan, but Clint Dempsey still might go. Yeah. So I, 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 Sorry, I, Landon. I, I shouldn't say mediocre. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> uh, Great player. Right. That's it. Jim, you got any shout outs? Oh, uh, the Fordham Rams named the court at Rose Hill, which is the oldest Division One basketball arena still being used in America. Uh, they named the court after my family friend, my friend's dad, who's also friends with my cousins and stuff. They all grew up together. Any Irish people in the Bronx all know each other. Uh, Frank McLaughlin. Frank the McLaughlin. The, court, the oldest gym in America. Division oh, wow. One On campus. In the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Is Frank, uh, is Frank, uh... He was, he played at Fordham, got drafted by the Knicks, and then he was Digger Phelps' assistant coach at Fordham and then at Notre Dame, and then he was the head coach at Harvard, and then he was the AD for 27 years at Fordham. Wow. So he's just, like, been there forever. All three of his daughters went there and all that. Fordham made the Sweet 16 in 1971, by the way. Yeah, with wow. Digger Phelps, and th and they ended the season number nine, I just read. There Digger you go. Phelps was on the Fordham team in 71 that made the... No, he was coach. Coaching. Oh, he was coaching. Yeah, yeah coaching. Say, yeah. And Mr. Gawkin was his assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. And they then got bounced by uh, Villanova. Villanova in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Imagine Fordham number nine in the country. That's mm. weird too. Mm. It's New York basketball. Digger baby. Phelps is very old. <laughs> I miss Digger Phelps' highlighters. Remember that? That was fun. Matching, oh matching, matching the highlighters. Yeah, matching that was tight. That, yeah, was yeah. that was a great time of college game day. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how yeah. good we had it. I know. We really did. Even Hubert being on college game. People act like Hubert wasn't on college game day. He he was great back then. Who else was know. on that? Jay Billis. And was Dickie Vion? Bill <sighs> no. Reese um, Davis, Jay Billis, Hubert Davis, Digger Phelps. Yeah, that was the that was the lineup. That was the team. And Great then, team. And then when I think when Jay Will started showing up, as soon as Jay Will like is Jay Will is almost singularly he is singularly responsible for <laughs> basketball discourse being horrible. Like yeah, he, he is the face right. of it. I think so. and, and, and Wojo and Wojo up there. <laughs> Wojo up there is making it just as bad. <laughs> Seth Greenberg and Wojo might be the worst duo of all time. I mean, the woat, as the kids would say. I have never seen anything like it. Please get these Duke people. Wait, out of is my Wojo face. Wojo's doing stuff? With the ESPN? It's yeah, it's Wojo and Seth Greenberg, two biggest losers in Are you America. Serious? Yeah, telling you how to win. <laughs> Insane. Seth Greenberg is uh I'll save that rant for another time. <laughs> that guy is that guy is <laughs> what is he famous for? <laughs> not not <laughs> making the tournament? Exactly. Not recruiting Dickie Steph Curry. V, beating Duke and then Dickie V saying, You're in, baby, and then them not getting in. That that's that's the story. And then not recruiting <laughs> stuff. And then like somehow like his brain, which if you're gonna do that, fine. Like I, you know, I had a pretty shitty basketball career myself. And I like, like the guy. Oh, <laughs> and I like the guy. But an ounce of self awareness would go a long way with that guy. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> that might be it. That's the show. Congrats to Purdue. Congrats to UConn. Yeah. Congrats to uh, Arizona. Houston, the number one team in the country. Arizona. Oof. We got seven top five teams right now in college basketball. It has never been a better mm -hmm. time to be a college basketball fan. Uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge coming up. Who's going to win? Big Ten. I would agree. With that. Last time. Last I time. I will say, even when I, uh, when I talked to people when I was in school on the team, Carolina, about the challenge, they were always very... Uh, I the opposite of eager to, to play really? in the game. Yeah, they did not want to play in the game. They did not want to play the Big Ten. So I, I think it's a lot of that too. And the Big Ten, you the Big Ten, like you, you come down and say we're the best conference, and the ACC does not take it that way. They're just like, okay, whatever. 
move on. Okay, cool. So, so you're gonna lose. When, when you win, it matters. When you lose, you don't care. Exactly. Well, enjoy the SEC then, because you're playing I the can't SEC wait. challenge. That'll I wonder be... what side Carolina will be in uh, in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who will we be playing? The Big Ten Big 12 challenge is going to be nuts, by the way. I think that'll be good. That'll be very good. That'll be fun so, to watch. Yeah. SEC, your... ACC challenge in five years. It'll be Davidson in the ACC playing you know, against Virginia in the SEC. <laughs> can't wait uh <laughs> acc big 10 challenge uh starts uh tuesday tuesday or just start monday does it start tonight i think it's starts- like a there's like an espn plus.com backslash northwestern game tonight probably probably let's <laughs> probably. just assume so it really starts tuesday <laughs> uh tuesday wednesday um we're not going to indiana anymore uh what instead we're going to do because carolina plays indiana and ohio state plays duke yep same night we're going to do a we're doing a live show we're doing a live show here yeah okay we're going to do a live show uh after after the Indiana live Carolina reactions, with yeah. Mark Titus and Tate Frazier, yeah. like we do in March, but we're gonna do it earlier because a lot of good games. So we'll do we'll do our recap then um, on our YouTube channel. We'll put the audio on the the podcast feed. So if you're not a YouTube person, we'll still mm-hmm. uh, we'll put that out for you. But then uh, otherwise, we'll see you uh, Friday. I'm gonna do the fraud power rankings Friday. So fraud fraud Friday coming up. Um, fun week. All right, that's it. See you guys. I am an asshole. I will choke my players. I will throw chairs. I will do everything in the world except break the law or break the rules.